Do you like wrestling trivia? Then check out the five-star match game, the Pro Wrestling Quiz Show. I'm Joe Gagney, and every episode, I grill three contestants with five rounds of power-packed wrestling trivia. We have over 30 evergreen episodes in the archives covering WWE, AEW, Japan, Mexico, and much, 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 much more. Play along at home and check it out today. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Welcome to episode 33 of the Emerald Flow Show. We're a podcast on the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. You can follow us on Twitter at Emerald Flow Show. And you can listen to us on all podcast apps. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. And you can go to VoicesOfWrestling.com slash donate to donate to the show if you're feeling generous. I'm Gerard DeTroyo here with Paul Vosch. Paul, we've got a ton to talk about. And it seems like uh, our worlds that we cover here have been turned upside down. Yes, they really have, and they're also intersecting more and more as well. But yeah, there, 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 there is a lot of things to talk about on this show, and I think there's going to be some controversial takes coming out of the show as well. Uh, I, yes, I actually think there will be some controversial takes from both of us. <laughs> yes, I, I've, like that's the thing. Like I think regardless of what we say, someone will say, think it's controversial because there's, there's very clear... Actually, I think my takes might actually, on one specific topic, I might actually piss off both sides. So I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. So, I mean, we should just jump right in because we haven't been here in a while. So we've got a few shows to cover for each company. And we start off with uh, Pro Wrestling Noah on March 14th at Yokohama Radiant Hall in front of 254 fans, which is a good number for them there. Yeah. No, that one is a good number. Like, I actually looked through... Like, I didn't do, like, a completely exhaustive so- search because that show gets run by, like, everyone constantly because of that uh, venue. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm not going to click on every single, like, act Gold show in the Yokohama Radiant Hall. Like, I don't <laughs> think that drew more. Uh, but from the ones that I picked that were, like, prominent promotions, uh, I couldn't really find anything that, like, drew more than this. Like, there were, like, a few, I think, one or two shows that I could find. That drew more than this, but like I think this is also like the best number Noah ever drew in the building. So that one was definitely a good number. Yeah. So we start off uh, for the first match. Shuhei Taniguchi and Yasutaku Yano defeated Kinya Okada and Taishi Ozawa in eight minutes and 30 seconds with a flying front cradle from Yano on Ozawa. And uh, I mean, it's these opening matches. I'm really enjoying the Noah opening matches now because there's a lot less Funky Express and a lot more of these young guys plus Taniguchi. So yeah. they've generally delivered. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I actually, I like this one as well. But just kind of weird to have Kinya on the losing side here, given that he had a singles match coming up. But then again, so did Taniguchi. So I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it was the it was the rookie that took the fall. So Yeah, exactly. And next up, uh, Keno defeated Daiki Inaba in 9 minutes and 42 seconds after a referee stop following a right high kick. Um, this was kind of disappointing, I thought, for these two. Yeah, I kind of expected a bit more as well. But I like that we finally got the Keno just knock someone out with a high kick because I, we haven't actually had that finish in a while. So like when no. you sprinkle it in. But aside from that, yeah, there wasn't much to this match. He he knocked out Kaido once, right? Yeah, he knocked. I think he, no, he knocked out Kaido twice. Okay, least. yeah. Because he yeah. did knock him out last year at in the uh, at the uh, 
not yeah yeah last year at the january show in the national title match oh right yes yes that's right uh so yeah i really do like that finish with keno but otherwise it was really underwhelming it was like you know not enough time for these two guys to get cooking and everything like that yeah. but next but up this is also... i mean i also feel like those two could have gotten a good sprint but i i don't know yeah they just i mean it's yokohama radiant hall and the second yeah. match so well, I mean, I would say if you compare it to the other match that was building up the GHC tag title match, we have Manabu Soye defeating Masa Kitamiya in 6 minutes and 59 seconds of Lariat. And I thought this this was a nice little sprint between a couple of big boys. Yeah, no, I think Soya and Kitamiya actually have pretty good chemistry. So yeah. I think, yeah, like those two just like running to, into each other. Like I think regardless of how much time they get, that's always going to rock. Yeah, so that was definitely the better of the two matches. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next up, we have a super crazy extreme tiger and Lancelot defeated Tadasuke Hajime Ohara and Hiroki in 10 minutes and 21 seconds with a Spanish fly from Lancelot on uh, Hiroki. Uh, Paul, like, where do you fall on this Lan- Lancelot thing? I, I don't know. Like I said, I'm, I don't, my I don't, my opinion still hasn't changed. Like, a, like there's so many talented luchadors out there, and like, this is the guy that we're getting. I I think he's not as bad as some people say, but yeah, you could probably find more talented luchadors if you want one. If yeah, you want like one. he's definitely not the worst guy to bring in, but just looking at like for example like luchadors that had like in other promotions or promotions that have way less money than Noah that reasonably could like basically if I'm commander and like like the money that Great is offering me and the money that Noah is offering me, I would absolutely go to Noah, right? Yep. So yep. yeah. And then next up, um, we had Hayata defeating Yoshinari Ogawa in 23 minutes and 54 seconds with an arm lock cutback. Paul, I like this. Really? It was obviously repetitive, and it ended with like Ogawa like destroying Hayata's arm for like nearly 25 minutes, and then Hayata winning with a roll up. But I could just watch Ogawa destroy Hayata's arm forever. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I also really like Ogawa, but I'm just like this, this constant necessity of Hayata just to have like he just has this like compulsory obsession to just go like over 20 minutes and he just really shouldn't oh yeah you could have cut five minutes off this match to tell the same story for sure yeah so like I just really bothered me (laughs) I think it would bother I didn't mind I'm not gonna go and say this is some incredible match I simply enjoyed it for what it was and didn't mind it even with the length Okay, I mean that that's fair enough. But for me, I was like sitting there and being like, "Can we can we just wrap this up already, please?" Mm-hmm. Uh, and then next up, uh, Chris Ridgway uh, versus uh, defeated Ada in seven minutes and thirty five seconds with the vertical drop brainbuster. Uh, these guys, I think, could really have something really good if they got more time. But as it was, yeah. this wasn't bad. One of Ada's better singles performances in Noah. As weird as that might sound for a seven and a half minute match. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's definitely an indictment on Ada, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, this was fine, but like I said, like I'm going to get into that a bit more after the title match, but like I'm kind of done with Ada and Noah. Unfortunately, yeah. it's probably only going to be more <laughs> than less. So. You're done, but Noah's not. Yeah. Uh, and then in the main event, uh, Kaido Kimia and Yohei defeated Jake Lee and Anthony Green in 16 minutes and five seconds with the Japanese leg roll clutch from Kiyomiya on Green. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if this was quite as good as that tag match between Kaido and the good-looking guys on the last show, but it was another solid match. 
I continue to claim say that Green is getting better and better every time out he's in Noah, and so this was a fun little main event. Yeah, he's becoming like a really good glue guy in these kinds of like tag matches as well. Yes, so I think that that I think he's really like found his role there. I think he's like great at that, and so. Yeah, at, at once maybe you can give him like a push at some point, but I think for now like he's in the perfect spot that he should be in as well. Yep, definitely. I mean, he is the number. I guess. Well, we'll get into this later, but he is the number three in good-looking guys right now. Yeah. yeah. And it's definitely. I mean, I, think, I would say still the number three because uh, just based on like heavyweight versus junior distinction. Yeah, definitely. Uh, now we get to a show where there's much to talk about. Voyage 2023 in Yokohama from March 19th at the Yokohama Budokan. Acclaimed 1,308 fans. Paul, is this number legit? No. <laughs> no. no. Like, okay, here's the thing. If this number is legit, it's still a failure because they didn't sell any of the premium tickets. Like, if That's right. this was an actual 1,308 people in there, they were, like, up in the nosebleeds and cheap seats. Yeah. And the company didn't, like, then they, you just completely wrongly priced your show here. Like, it's still a failure, even if that number is legit. Because that, this is the darkest arena I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, they had the spotlights out. So absurdly dark. Like, like, if, like, if you just watch the show, it's completely dark. If you see pictures from people that were at the show, it's equally dark. Like, when, they, when people that were at the show, like, uploaded pictures on Twitter, it was all, like, you could just see the ring. You could see nothing behind the people. And then, and, and we will get into that a bit later, but then Ken, when Kento comes out later, that's when some of the spotlights, you can actually see some of the, like, hard cam, like, first rows. And there's, like, five people there. <laughs> Like, legitimately five people. Yeah. It's absurd. And also, like, the crowd was really quiet. Like, I was wondering early on, like, why the crowd was so quiet. And then I see, like, that there's no one in the first rows. And I'm like, okay, so either there's no one here or everyone is just really far away. And that's why it's so quiet. Yeah. So it's a business failure in, on, on whether it's legit or not. Because yeah. no one's bought. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's a worse business failure if the number isn't legit, obviously. But it's yeah. still, like, you still, like, at, at the best case scenario for Noah is that they got the pricing for the tickets wrong. That is the best case scenario here, which also isn't great. <laughs> no. Uh, so, so, but I don't, I don't think that's the case. Like, that would be weird. Like, even if you price it wrongly, I don't think it would look this dire. So that's why I'm thinking... That to me, there's no way this number is legit, which then leads me to think, so what do you think, like, if the number isn't legit, what do you think the actual number is? Is it below 1,000? 900? Yeah. 900 and something? Which is what they've drawn there previously. That's true. But now you've had, well, Big Japan had the, like, what, half price tickets and they drew 1,800? Yeah. Stardom drew 1,600. Yeah. So 1,300 is, like, is a th saving face number. Yeah. Because, like, you get at least close because you definitely can't lie your way up to, like, 1,600. Yeah. Like, 1,300 kind of looks absurd, like, once we actually saw how many people were, like, in the lower area. Because we don't know how, because, like, and that's why I'm always saying, like, when we saw how many people were there on the hard camp site, because that was the only time we ever saw the crowd. 
Yeah, or exactly. the crowd, I say, in quotation marks, because there wasn't anyone there. Mm -hmm. So we start off with the first match. Yasutaku Yano defeated Taishi Ozawa in four minutes and 56 seconds with the flying front cradle. Perfectly good opener. Ozawa continues to impress, but, you know, give these guys another two or three minutes. Mm -hmm. But this yeah, was no, a long yeah. show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, I get why they didn't get any time. But, yeah, I think these two are, like, are like improving every time we see them. And I think Ozawa, slowly but surely, is, like, filling out that frame. Or he's starting to fill out that frame, at least. Like, he is going mm -hmm. to be a big boy once he actually, like, gets there. So, yeah. I, I would really, like, he is going to be that next project because I have a feeling that the current project is over, <laughs> potentially. Yeah. Uh, handed into the... the the teacher and you failed. Yeah. <laughs> um, next up, uh, another angle masquerading as a match. Atsushi Katoge, Yohei, Seki Yoshioka, and Alejandro defeated Shuji Kondo, Tadasuke, Hajime Ohara, and Hiroki in five minutes with a horizontal cradle from uh, Katoge and Tadasuke. And then after the match, Tadasuke and Yohei turn on everyone yeah. and join forces. Look, I will say, in hindsight, this I actually like this angle more than I did when it happened originally. Because A, I know what happened later, like that these two like go on and then join like good looking guys. And B, that this was also kept to just five minutes because we had something <laughs> similar happen later. And that one got, went way longer than five minutes. So yeah. I actually like, because when it happened originally, I was like, oh, okay, just, okay. So Tadasuke is out of Congo. Okay. That's going to be bad for Congo because now the juniors are kind of bad, like really bad. Mm. Uh, and, and then Yohei turned as well. So I was like, okay, so does that mean, so is Tadasuke not out of Congo and Yohei is in Congo now? And I was like, just confused. Yeah. But then obviously they explained that by the end of the show. Yeah. And next up, we had Katsuhiko Nakajima defeating Kenya Okada. And this is the, re the much awaited rematch from uh, Nakajima destroying Okada's jaw last year, last August, I think. Um, he beat uh, Okada in five minutes and forty-eight seconds with a vertical spike. Uh, this was actually pretty good while it lasted, but uh, no, they're not going to give Okada even the revenge of lasting ten minutes or something with Nakajima. Nope, nope. He just gets uh, immediately destroyed. I was actually looking up if this was actually shorter than the match they had in the end one, but no, it is. It was actually slightly longer, but only by like two minutes. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really thought that this might be like a thing where they're going to give Kenya a win and he's, we're off to the races, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe, or even maybe a respectable I, showing. Yeah, I, I, will, I will hold out hope for them pushing Kenya Okada until he retires. So. <laughs> uh, next up, Hideki Suzuki in the debuting Saxon Huxley defeated Mohamed Yone and Yoshiki Inamura in 7 minutes and 55 seconds with a neck-hanging bomb from Huxley on Yone. Huxley sucks. Oh, God, he's so bad. He's so bad. He's absolutely <laughs> the worst foreigner they brought in. Okay, who's worse, Saxon Huxley or Gianni Valletta? Uh, Valletta has more, like, weird-ass charisma than yeah, Saxon Yeah, yeah, that's Huxley. the thing, yeah. <laughs> Because Valletta is really, like, I think, like, mechanically speaking, Valletta is worse. Technically, yes. Yes, but, like, he has way more charisma. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like, Saxon Huxley just looks like a shitty Bruiser Brody cosplay, but has, like, like, literally not, like, an ounce of charisma. No charm. No. He's like, uh, yeah. 
Um, actually, I would say I was gonna fall. I was gonna compare him to like Sylvester Turke, but eventually he developed charisma. Yeah, he's just tall. Uh, yeah, like that. That's literally all. That's literally all he has going for him. But yeah, I, I really hope that this guy isn't the Fetcher replacement. Like the the Noah Noah uploaded the the faction alignment chart, like the updated yeah. version, recently, and on that one, like Fetcher was still listed. So I'm holding out hope that. This is just like Huxley comes in for the store and then some point. Well, I, I, I would say wait until after the Ring of Honor pay-per-view to see if um, Thatcher comes back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If he, if he actually does, if he actually pops up there and does something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. But uh, but I, I don't know. I have a feeling he might be gone. Um, next up, Shuhei Taniguchi defeated Takashi Sugera in 11 minutes and 43 seconds with a face kick. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, this is exactly what you wanted to be two old guys beating the shit out of each other. But then Taniguchi got like the surprise win, which got like some ooze mm-hmm. from the crowd and everything. He like yeah. no sold an Olympic slam and did the, the punt kicks. Yeah, I, I actually really love this one. I actually went four yeah. stars on this one. I, I was actually like, yeah, holy shit, this is like just two, like, this is just old, old man on old man violence, basically. And this, yeah, this. I mean, which we actually got another example coming up later in the show as well. Uh, but yeah, no, I thought this was great. Uh, I thought these two, like, I, I was really surprised that Taniguchi got the win here. So I hope mm-hmm. finally that means that they're actually going to do something with him, which I was hoping they were going to do when they took him out of Funky Express and then he didn't do anything. So like, I hope this is like going to lead to something. Well, I, I, I thought it, w- it is leading like, to something. Yeah. So it, finally, it we've got. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, Did I miss it has to do with the that? tag. They're going to challenge oh, for the tag titles. Oh yeah, right. I completely. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, something happened afterwards, but that kind of erased that uh, that that happening from my mind. Yeah, exactly right. But no, I mean, I'm glad to see that they're doing something with Taniguchi and Sugira um, is like now a tag title guy, um, which I think is perfect for him. Yeah, um, I'm sure he'll get a GHC title challenge once and again, but maybe he doesn't want to put a certain someone over right now. Um, <laughs> next up, Jack Morris and Anthony Green defeated Naomichi Marafuji and Hio de Dr. Wagner Jr. in 13 minutes and 23 seconds with a tiger driver from Morris on Wagner. Uh, apart from a botch towards the end, I thought this was solid, and I actually really liked uh, how Green and Marafuji worked together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, said like there was a bit of a botch at the end where I think Morris lost Wagner on the power bomb a bit. Um, yeah. But otherwise, yeah, this was really solid, and I think did like a nice job of like setting up the title match between Morris and Wagner. And I think Morris should win. Actually, yeah. no, I agree. I agree. I think I think Morris is winning that one because Wagner had a great title reign, and I think like I think he was really elevated with that reign. Like if you take that title off him now, like I think he actually comes out better than he was coming in. Like, I think you could actually, like, have him challenge for the heavyweight belt coming out of this. Oh, for sure. Um, and then next up, we have uh, Extreme Tiger and Lancelot defeated Amaxka and Ninja Mac in 10 minutes and 16 seconds with the broken bomb from Lancelot on Amaxka. Um, I thought this was perfectly fine. I thought Amaxka and Ninja Mac carried the match. Extreme Tiger is a solid hand. And, you know, Lancelot does his thing, but he's not great. Although I don't think he's quite as bad as some people say. But we're getting Lancelot versus Amaxka for the junior title. Yeah. I mean, like I said, this crowd wasn't really super loud 
for obvious reason, but like this, like this finish got legitimately like silence. Like there was no one that reacted to this. <laughs> like Lancelot is not over at all. I mean, no, because it's not as spectacular as some. Yeah, of the other exactly. Guys. Like there's so many. Like he just gets outshone by so many people. Like. I mean, but hey, look, if, if he, gets his, he gets his chance, like, I, if I don't think he has any chance of beating Amaxa, so he just gets the chance to prove himself in a big singles match, and then if he actually does well in that, then okay, he can stick around. If not, then it's bye-bye and see you later. Yeah, I mean, this is super crazy He's nephew. <laughs> Yeah. Don't forget. <laughs> no, but that's why he gets this chance. But I also don't think, like, if he actually sheds the bat against the champion, that they're going to be very interested in bringing him back. Yeah. And then uh, next match, a GHC tag team title, heavyweight tag team titles. Masa Kitamiya and Daiki and Abba defeated Keno and Manabu Soya in 21 minutes and 44 seconds with a diving senton from Kitamiya on Soya to make the first defense of the titles. Paul, I thought this was pretty damn good in the match of the show. Uh, just the sort of, like... You know, Soya and Kinemiya being the crap out of each other and lots of fast-paced action from Keno and Inaba. It just worked together. I thought the last few minutes were great. Yeah, no, uh, this was also my favorite match on the show. Like, I also went four on this one as well, but I preferred, like, slightly to the uh, Taniguchi-Sigura match. Uh, I was also a bit surprised with the result as well because, mm-hmm. yeah, as I kind of suspected, like, Keno and Soya, like, were going to win, like, another set of titles, so... Um, yeah, I thought they were just gonna have to do the whole thing where like Keno and Soya hold like both belts, but yeah, they just hold one set of titles. But yeah, no, like this match was really good. I think Inaba and Kitamiya have like started to like gel really, really well as a team. Like, yes, and I'm glad that they're getting an actual run and not just transitional champions. Yeah, yeah, I think like I'm getting like similar vibes off of them that I'm getting off of Bishamon in New Japan. Yes. I think they have like a very similar kind of like chemistry and like structure. So yeah, no, maybe I think that's why they got put together. It might also be, and I mean, we have also, we have Bishamon at home. Yes, no, I think that's like that. That's very much the feeling I get out of them. It's like we have Bishamon at home, but like Bishamon is great. So I, I'll take we have Bishamon at home. So no, th- this was really exciting, and I think actually like one thing that is like really kind of not really talked about as much with Noah because of well look at everything else going on in the promotion is how just consistently great their tag team title matches are. Mm-hmm. Like I'm actually like trying to think when it's like the last tag title match was that I didn't go four stars on because they're all great. Like constantly. I would say the problem is it's like hot potatoed often. Yeah. No, it it is. It is. But like, if you get like a cons- like for example, if you actually have like a bit of a longer reign, like we had with uh, Kojima and Segura, like that yeah. was really really great. And I think some of the other hot potatoing that was going on, kind of during the summer, like the title was also a little bit cursed last year, like especially early on. True. Where, like people constantly got injured or like kicked out of the country <laughs> or stole some protein powder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like uh, like I. I I can't really blame them for that hot potatoing. Like, a lot of that wasn't actually their fault. So, but, like, even regardless of that, the matches just, like, constantly just deliver banger after banger after banger. Like, even, like, the Marufuji, like, Muto title matches I actually like because I think they actually had a formula that worked for both men at the, at this stage of their career. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, if there's one thing that I can say Noah's consistently great at, it's these tag title matches. 
definitely. And then next up for the GHC Junior Heavyweight Talking about tag title matches that con- Noah is constantly not great at. Uh, uh, Yoshinari Ogawa and Ada defeated Hayata and Chris Ridgway in 25 minutes and 29 seconds with a figure four pinfall from Ogawa on Ridgway for their second defense of the titles. I mean, I didn't think this match was bad. I mean, I kind of liked it. Like, I don't know, like a three and a half or something. But then obviously there was all sorts of nonsense at the end. Um, Hayato and Ogawa reunited and uh, they went off together even though Ogawa and Ada are the champions so it, uh, once again it's absolutely no sensical booking in here yeah I, I think it actually is that like all of this happened after 25 minute match oh Paul we forgot to talk about what happened after the tag title match uh uh, so the most over person in the building came out to confront Masakita Mia. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Kento, yeah. <laughs> well, the reaction for Kento. Uh, that hey, was an incredible... Here comes this guy that, that's not from this promotion. He's more over who hasn't, than anyone on this promotion. Who hadn't wrestled in this promotion for like 10 years prior to the yeah. Mudo Dome yeah. show. In, including, and he's more over, including the other guy that used to be in the same promotion that is winning the title at the show. <laughs> Just the chance and like, oh my god! Uh, of I course, mean, there it definitely into... seems to be a lot of people at this show that watch all Japan, and sure shit didn't make noise for Jake. <laughs> <laughs> they knew who Kento was, though. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe they only started watching all Japan in January. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sort like, <laughs> Paul. Do you think someone at Cyber Fight is ready to like drive a? Brink's truck up to Kento's place. I mean, they should. Come next year. <laughs> they really should. <laughs> we'll I... talk about more about that later. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, but yes, back to the, the G- junior tag title match. Why would why did this go so long? I don't know. Hayata was in it. Yeah, I mean, that's the only reason why this went as long. Like that, And that's actually why like, I think, actually, in hindsight, I dislike the match even more. Because it, I thought it was kind of boring. Like, I did like some of the stuff of like Rich Ray and Ogawa. Like, those two are great. But, yeah. like, otherwise, I don't think there was a lot to it. And then when they did the whole fucking nonsensical stuff after the match, I'm like, okay, so you did this after the match, after A, like, Ogawa and Ata fall apart after they win the match. And it took 25 minutes. You did the 25 minute match only to basically make the result of the match completely meaningless. So what you're selling me is you wasted 25 minutes of my life. That's true. Also, we might be in a situation where they vacate the tag titles again. Yeah. Because the partners can't get along. Yeah. They, they kind of have to unless they just make up again because we, did, we just did the storyline with Hayata and Ogawa <laughs> not that long ago. Yeah. So... And then finally, it was announced that Ada is going to become a freelancer, but still wrestle in Dragon Gate. Yeah, which of course means more Ada in Noah. Yeah, and I don't. I'm not surprised. But like, what? So what was the point? Like, what's the point of him going freelance so he can do even more Noah dates, or he can doesn't have to clear his booking in Noah through Dragon Gate, or what? Yeah. What do you think? I've, I've, that's the feeling I got. Like, what I think should be happening is that both Dragon Gate and Noah should just agree to stop. Like. To finally let this man go to Mexico. This is very clearly what he wants to do. He just wants to be an indie scum in Mexico. He didn't even want to come back from Excursion. And Dragon Gate basically forced him to come back. 
And I think the only reason he's still in Japan is because Japanese promotion keep paying him money to be in Japan. So he's like, right. ah, sure, why not? I'll, I'll take the money. It's more than I can make in Mexico. But like, I feel like his heart just very clearly isn't in it. Just let him go. Well, he can go now, but he yeah. seems to keep taking the paydays. So I, mean, I don't know. I we'll see. Him. <laughs> I, I would. I, like I said, Noah probably, like the, those Noah days probably pay pretty well. Like he's in the semi-main event. Yeah. More often than not. Uh, so he well, probably we'll makes see. decent money as a freelancer for Noah. Yeah, for sure. So we'll see. But he can go to Mexico now if he wants, I suppose. Really hope he does. Okay. I would actually probably. Here's the funny thing. I probably would enjoy him as a in Mexico because I think he would fit in like incredibly well and like I'm just completely done with this version of Atom because he just doesn't put in any effort right so we are then go to our main event for the GHC heavyweight championship Jake Lee defeats Kaido Kiyomi in 35 minutes and 36 seconds with a skewered front high kick uh, Kaido fails on his V5 defense and Jake Lee becomes the 42nd GHC heavyweight championship uh, or champion. Paul, I've seen all sorts of takes on this match. It went too long, but I didn't mind it. I thought Jake looked pretty good. He was trying to project himself more. You can debate how well he does it, but he was trying. And I didn't think it was quite as boring as some people were claiming, but I wouldn't go out and put this on any match of the year list or anything. I thought it was just kind of there. It was just kind of boring. I think it was definitely Kaito's worst title match. See, I thought Kaito was awesome in this. And I thought the last few minutes were great. Oh, yeah. The last few minutes were great. Like, Kaito sold that knee like he got shot in the gut. That one was le- that was legitimately good. But yeah. it was also like this weird match structure. Which and the high just... kick in the corner he sold. Like he was, yes. yeah. No, no, yeah, no, no, no. Like, he, the Kaito really, like, sold. Like, I mean, that's always the thing that he's been really good at selling. So, like, I can't fault him there. But again, like, it, it was just, it was basically a 35-minute squash. Because Kaito barely got any offense. And, like, Jake just, like, dominated him for 35 minutes and then won. Like, it's not even that Kaito got, like, a, all that much, like, offense at the end to make you think he was mounting a comeback like jake just beat him up for 35 minutes and then won so yeah i don't know like i i just thought this was just i thought this was leading somewhere and then kind of just led to jake winning so like i thought the match structure was weird and it just went on for way too long and yeah i don't like there wasn't really anything to it and it probably to me was also hurt by the fact that like the crowd also didn't really seem to be into it as well. No, but they sort of woke up towards the end. Yes. But... No, 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 no. Like, like, I did like the finish. That's why I'm not saying, like, this was, like, actually, like, bad. But it was just kind of there. Like, it's, it was, to me, it was definitely, like, aside from the finish. And, like, Jake, like, if, the, if this ends with Kaito just, like, defending the title, I don't think anyone would really remember this match. Okay, that's a fair point. Yes, you're right. If Kaido had won, yeah. definitely not. Okay, well, then we got to talk about Kaido. How do you solve a problem like Kaido? Uh, is this, we'll start with the character. Is this leading to another character change? It should. I mean, okay, here's the thing. It should in a so far as like 
what else are we doing here? Like, like the way this whole thing has been done, like you have to change his character now. Like, I don't think it makes any sense for him to like just stay the same guy and because then he looks even worse. But like, I mean, that's the other problem. Like, and that, that's one of the things that, that is with like the current status of Kaito is because he, like he's, not, he's seventh on the all-time list of like GHC like champions in terms of like days holding the belt. Like he's ahead of yeah. Marufuji now, right? <laughs> like this is not a guy that is coming up. Like this no. is a guy that is by all Should be established, yeah, but not. By all statistical like measurements in K, like all kayfabe statistical measurements is there like he's own, he like if he had defeated jake here he probably would have pulled ahead of jun akiyama and takiyama in terms of days right like right. at that point he's fifth in the mm. all-time like ghc like title holders like he's a two-time n1 winner or like n1 in global <laughs> league or whatever but you know what i mean like, yeah like yeah. he's a two-time tournament winner as well. So like this shouldn't be a guy that still needs to find his character. No. He should have his character and it's that character that he would do like variations on over time to keep things fresh, but he should have a character. He shouldn't have to like completely reinvent himself, which is probably what he needs to do now. Yes, I think he does. Once again, he's got to change up his look and everything after this one. Yeah, so, like, to me, and, and that might be, like, and it, to be fair, and some of this is, like, also because they might have tried to push him a bit too early. Because mm-hmm. what I also wrote down as well is, like, comparison between Kaito and Yuma. Because I think those are, like, very good comparable guys. Because they're, they're of similar age. Like, they both kind of started in the promotion when the promotion was in really dire straits. Like, stabilized mm-hmm. the, the promotion have like stabilized a lot more since then and but both have gone down like very different paths when it comes to like well you must still an up and come here exactly that that's what i mean for example like would this entire discourse around kaito exist in the same way if this was let's say kaito's first title reign no absolutely not yeah if this had just been his first title reign or if he hadn't even won the title yet like like the whole Mudo thing, right? The whole Mudo mm-hmm. thing happens before Kaito ever wins the belt. I think there's still discourse about it, obviously. But I yeah. don't think it is done with the same ferocity. No, because he had like a year-long reign and then exactly. has been struggling. he struggled for so long after. That's yeah. just bad booking. Yeah. So, like, like, some of this is obviously like on Noah completely because like they tried oh, yeah. to do this early title reign. And I think the title reign was good, but then just everything they did after was not... Like, it was something that you can do with someone like Yuma Eoyagi at that point, but it isn't something that you can do with someone like Kaito who just comes off of, like, a year-long title, right? Well, right, but this is also the problem with Kaito is that, like, he can't be, he like, at 26 years old or whatever, he can't say, that's not going to work for me, brother, because he doesn't have any of that seniority and he's dealing with uh, wrestlers, like, more than twice his age. Okay, true, but, you like... Know. But, like, I think still, like, the extent to which it happens with him as well is also, like, I think somewhat on him as well. Because, yeah, he can push back against, like, everything. But I don't think he just has to, like, take all of it laying down and, like, with the, like, 
body language and everything that he deals with it as well. Right. He does look like a deer lost in the headlights sometimes. Yeah. And, and, and again, he's a, he's a two-time champion. He has held the title for 500 days. Like, I don't, he shouldn't look like this anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, like not, yes, obviously, like, his, like, his, uh, uh, his, like, self-conscious and everything, like, his self-confidence and everything, like, has been, like, fucked with, like, majorly by, like, people in the promotion. But yeah. I think there's still, like, again, he, he still has gotten accolades in kayfabe that should show him that, like, he is, like, a big deal that like he, de- he like he shouldn't have no self-confidence like should it be a bit cracked sh- like it shouldn't be obviously like at the same place like it was for like someone like okada at the same time because okada just got everything he could ever want right. so obviously he was just bursting with just well yeah okay so let's just let's just compare it like okada is how you make a star i don't yes. care what anyone wants to say what everyone wants to come up with these convoluted stories about kaido overcoming everything no that is a formula Mm -hmm. to make a star and might i add when new japan made okada they had a lot less main eventers it was like really just tanahashi yeah which is why that was had feud for like yeah four years four years whereas uh uh well they sort of nakamura well no because okada and nakamura only really had that one match in the g1 finals yeah they never had a title match yeah so but in Noah, you have Mudo, you have Fujita even, you have, you know, I mean, he beat Sagira and Mar Fuji and even Go and all on the, like the first time. Mm-hmm. But you still had those old guys that should have been used to actually definitively put him over. Yeah. And that, and that obviously wasn't done. But again, like, I think just, I don't think like, for example, him, like, I like the title win overall in terms of like matches and everything. But I also didn't feel like he was this like super confident guy coming out of the first title reign, which I think that one went no. well. And then that led straight into like the really great go title reign. Yes. Like it's not like he had he was like bursting with like confidence and then he runs into the mood of feud. And it well, no, I mean, he he is so much. I mean, I don't want to say he was bad. He was not bad. He was very good, especially for his experience level in that first title reign. But like that, I always think back to that match in sumo hall against keno was just keno kicking his ass for half <laughs> <Yes>. an hour <laughs> and then him making a comeback and that's like actually one of their weaker matches i think yeah and i think like in general like that that was also like last year and i wrote that in my review afterwards um on the new year's show last year when they did keno versus kaito in the uh, national title match and that one ended with keno knocking out kaito like the same way he did like when they had like their heavyweight title match way back when mm-hmm. that was like well it just feels like kaito just hasn't like progressed like he's just back to square one essentially well i think the kick that knockout would have been a more effective ending if you hadn't already geeked out kaito yeah yeah because that was after he had already done like all of the mudo stuff and everything exactly yeah but then, like, again, like, then he, like, wins the N1, and then he wins the title, and he gets a pretty decent title reign. And, yeah, it, like, he still doesn't really seem like he progressed in any way. Like, uh, like I don't feel like he feels closer to... Oh, being, he like, added a shining wizard days. to his... He, he added a shining wizard and dragon screw to his repertoire. Great. So he went from Misawa <laughs> cosplay to Mudo cosplay. Like, 
that's yeah, that's still which... my that's still my problem. Like we don't we don't know who Kaito Kiyomiya actually is. We know who no. he likes. We know which wrestler he likes yeah. and likes to emulate. We don't actually know who he is though. Nope. And he's still sort of portrayed as like a a kid. <laughs> yeah, which again is absolute nonsense in kayfabe. Yeah, exactly. It just it's yeah, it's so many things that just make no sense, and it's a sort of clashing with each other. So, Paul, we learned last night, Kaido is accompanying Mudo to the United States for the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah. So, what do you uh, think he's well, going to do I'll there? Say, well, I don't know. He's 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 dipping his toe in the waters to see if he can go. I, I'm positive of it. Whether or not WWE takes him, I don't know. But you know what? I don't blame Kaido if he goes. And it's probably in some ways might be the best opportunity for him if he goes i mean again he's only what 26 27 he goes he might not even last four or five years but let's say he lasts five years mm-hmm. he can come back a bigger star and reset himself but i'm not particularly confident um about his chance in wwe would he do better than kushida and jiro sure would he do better than nakamura most likely not and he's he's not that tall he's 5 11 he looks fine he looks sizable in noah but won't in WWE. Oh, and Vince is back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that com- that company's always been hella racist against Japanese people and with Vince back, like like Nakamura is your like top tier, like best case scenario as a male Japanese. And they haven't person. used him in months now. Exactly. So yeah, no, I don't think there's any chance in a And and so. and and Triple H who went out and signed uh Sari uh, well, that failed. Mm-hmm. Even though she could have been protected in NXT, but they fucked that up too. Yeah, I mean, just gave her fucking Japanese. Like that's what I mean. Like they gave her a Japanese schoolgirl fucking gimmick. Like Jesus transforming Christ. into Sailor Moon. Yeah. Okay. Let Let me read to you a bunch of results. Uh, gets defeated by scripts. Defeats Javier Banel. Gets defeated by Trick Williams. Uh, gets defeated by scripts, gets defeated by Javier Barnell, loses a battle royal, gets defeated by Miles Bourne, and beats Javier Barnell. Who is this? That's Jiro? That's Jiro. That's like Jiro's last eight matches. Most of which were not even on well, NXT. Jiro hasn't been... They're on NXT level up. Wow. And well, when was the last time Jiro even wrestled on level up? Uh, or even a house show yeah, so, the, on the Largo uh, Loop? None of these were from 2023. The last one yeah. is from the 14th of December, 2022. Yep. Where he lost in four minutes. <laughs> yeah. But still, generally, these people go back to Japan with their stock raised. Because the media treats it like a big deal that they've wrestled in WWE. True, but yeah, I don't Do you know how big Takeshita will be? Oh, yeah. For Given sure. the way that he's treated. Yeah, but when, that's, yeah, goes... exactly. But that's also like he's actually getting treated well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm just saying, like, a couple years could refresh Kaido. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's my take on this. I don't think he's actually doing that. I don't think he's actually trying to get into WWE. And here's my reason why. So, from an objective standpoint, you absolutely go with Muto to the Hall of Fame to try and get your foot into the door with WWE to make some money, raise your profile, come back to Japan as a bigger star. That is absolutely the logical like, thing to do here. 
to like refresh yourself because you've kind of run into a complete fucking wall in Noah, kind of thanks to the guy that's taking you to WWE, but that's besides the point. Uh, so yes, so from all of that, that is absolutely the logical thing to do. It would be really embarrassing and just really kind of a bad thing for yourself to do to just go to Japan to wheel around an old man for his a Hall of Fame introduction and carry his bag, especially if you're supposed to be the ace of the promotion. Now, when I'm telling you that Kaito Kiyomiya is potentially doing something related to Keiji Muto that look, makes him look like an absolute fucking geek and makes him look absolutely terrible instead of the logical thing that would benefit him in terms of his career. Which one do you think is more likely? Oh, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, he, I, I think he's actually, I know that sounds stupid, but I think he's actually going there to carry his back. Like, just straight up. Yeah, I mean, it's very possible, and I don't want to admit it. I at least want to think Kaido has some backbone and is trying to salvage his career, but who knows? He might just be going to be the bag boy. Yeah, like, he's the new Kai. Like, talking about another yes. guy that very nearly got his fucking career derailed by Keiji well, Muto and literally had to go okay, to but think Dragon about this, Gate. He did not put... Kai did not put his career back into place until in his late 30s, and he turns 40 this year. Yeah, and he had to go to Dragon Gate to do it. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a sizable promotion. No, it, no sorry, no, that, that's not what I mean. Like, it's not, like that. this wasn't like a knock on Dragon Gate. But, but it's, like, no one would have like, figured Kai and Dragon Gate at former Open the Dreamgate Gate yeah, yeah, like, like, five years ago even. Yeah, yeah, no, he had to like completely remove himself from the Muto orbit as much as possible. Like, he had to, like, go to Dragon Gate, which, like, he's really tall for a Dragon Gate guy. Like, and he also wrestles a style yeah. that is very much unlike it. So it is actually surprising that it worked out, but I think that's actually why that worked out for him. And, like, it's so clear that he just regained his confidence there after Muto just well, fucking... Dis- like, yeah, he did it. all of the same things to Kai that he did to Ken- Ka- Kaito, including the nonsensical gimmick changes, emulating other wrestlers. Well, and, and, and Kaito was... or sorry, Kai was even more... Of Muto's boy because he's like a dojo boy. Yeah, you know who wasn't on, and now it makes more sense that Kai. Uh, I mean, okay, no, he was on the Muto retirement show, but like he didn't want any. Yeah. and also that probably Sonata didn't want anything to do with that retirement show. No, Sonata definitely not. So yeah, so like I, yeah. I don't know if I'm Kaito, I'm just like Muto's retired. Like if I'm Kaito, I'm just looking at the fucking like just array of broken toys left behind by Muto that had to like go other places to like rebuild their career and just take a lesson from that but then maybe not do it in the place that this guy is taking me to yep nope gotta distance yourself from him for sure but Kaido might be a little more naive than we think or or he is Uh, I think just one more more thing though on him if he actually stays but talking about a character change, should he turn heel? Uh, no, because I think he would be a, not a very good heel. <laughs> True, but again, that, that's kind of where my comparison with Yuma comes in. I think Yuma's heel run wasn't very great either. But I think like leather jacket wearing Yuma heel run for six months, while it wasn't really a big success, I think was kind of an important step for him in terms of character development. I agree, and I think Yuma could be a great heel down the line if he wanted to be. But again, like, like I think sometimes, like 
I, I think there's nothing that indicates that Yuma, that Kaito would be a great heel, but I think you at least need to, you need to do something here. Like if he stays, you just need to do something to freshen him up. And I think just going just completely against the grain and just turning him heel and see what happens. Let's see if it works. If not, whatever. But like, I think you at least have to like try. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, I mean, at this point, throwing something against the wall and seeing it sticks is not the worst thing that could happen to Kaido, even if I'm somewhat skeptical. But I mean, it can't be any worse than what does... he's done so far. Yeah, that's true. And Paul, now that we're done talking about Kaido, we would be remiss if we did not talk about Jake. What about Jake? Uh, so I have a take about this. And my point is, if if you're going to try with Jake and Noah, it was now or never. I don't think Jake would have benefited if Jake had lost this match. I don't think he you could have kept him in the main events. No, if he really. if he loses Make this, in, he is, he's in, in the same position in, he would have been in all Japan. Exactly, and uh, him and like Jack Morris or Anthony Green would be going after the tag titles or something. Not now. You can debate whether or not Jake should be GHC champion, right? And then that's perfectly legitimate. But they struck while the iron was hot with Jake. Yeah. And they're going to go with it. Uh, we're going to get Jake versus Nakajima. And I think Jake wins. And I think the long term is Jake versus Go at Sumo Hall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's pretty likely as well. Um, however, I think I've talked about this before. There's one thing I want to happen here. And that is Kento beats Jake for the GHC title. Because Absolutely. that is just the absolute funniest outcome from all of this, where it's just like, Jake is like, man, finally I can be my own man. I can come out of the shadow of Kento Miyahara. And it's just, oh, what's that? <laughs> why, why, why do I hear Kento chants? Oh, no. It's like, well, it's like yeah, a horror I mean, movie and Kento just appears behind him like a slasher. If, if if Noah management wasn't convinced about putting the GHC title on Kento, they might have been after that show. Yeah. like We talked about this. Put the GHC title on Kento and put the Triple Crown on Keno. Yeah. I think... And, and have Yuma chase Keno. Yeah. And then you and then you have uh, go uh, go against Kento and you have him yep. be like, I'm Noah. And Kento's like, oh, I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> yeah. Like those yeah, two would have you never an amazing to pay off. I mean, talk about Nakajima and Kento. We still don't really have a payoff from Go and Kento either, from Exceed. Oh, God, that is going way back. <laughs> I but know. Yeah, no, I mean, but to be fair, I mean, that's what this whole thing is built around, is Kento airing grievances <laughs> with, like, his former, like, stablemates and, like, tr- like co-trainees and everything. So, yeah, so that fits right well, in. Well, I mean, well, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about where that's going in a in a very soon actually but uh i mean i don't know i mean after that the reception for kento you know yeah i mean again like the fact that kento got the reception that he did and that jake got the reception that he did like like i said literally unless the people started watching all japan in january there's no reason why kento like again like it just kind of shows both coming from the same promotion and one gets a way bigger reaction than the other one. And one wins the title and the other one is doing something with Masaki Tamiya. <laughs> yeah. So that is pro wrestling Noah. Oh, a couple quick notes. Uh, uh, Dragon Bane and Alpha Wolf are coming back. Hopefully they will not wrestle each other for once. Uh, 
caught that on commentary. Uh, Mark Pickering mentioned that. And we're getting Noah's first women's singles match also upcoming. Uh, it's going to be Mayu Kihi versus uh, Natsu Sumire. Now, I know that Shinshiro Takagi has mentioned like he wants to do like a serious women's promotion instead of an idol promotion. But with all due respect to um, Natsu <laughs> Sumari, Simur- yeah. it, it's not Sumire, it's like Sumari or yeah, something. Sumire, yeah. Sumire. Um, she's, she's a gimmick wrestler. I mean, she's great <laughs> at her role, but she's very different than like Maya Yuki. Kihi, who's like a serious ass kicker. Yeah, yeah, like that. That, 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 that is definitely weird. Where it's like, uh, we don't want like, yeah, I don't know. Like, she just fits right in in Tokyo Joshi Pro. So like, that really is no difference. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I get what they're trying to do. I mean, obviously, like Maya Yukihi is generally very different than the Tokyo Joshi Pro roster and everything like that. Yeah, with the exception of Yamashita. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, and maybe Miyu Watanabe. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's interesting. And I guess that's going to go. So, but, I mean, it's like, you know, there's there are lots of good Joshi freelancers. But, I don't know. I, I don't know why this... I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. Like, does it have to be done in Noah? Like, are they going to make a GHC women's title? It just feels like they're doing what they were doing when they were owned by Ledette and copying New Japan with everything. Yeah, I mean, that that's very strongly what this feels like. I mean, hey, apparently I read somewhere that apparently, like, Bailey's contract might be up, so <laughs> can bring in Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, so that's uh, Pro Wrestling Noah. So we move on to some uh, shockingly... Uh, greener pastures uh, in all Japan. We start off their show on March 14th at Shinjuku Face in front of 519 fans, which is one of might be the largest Shinjuku Face crowd since the pandemic for any company. I think. I think I found like one show that drew more. Okay, but I but I'm not sure of that. But it's definitely like updates. Either it is the best one since the pandemic, or it's like the second best since the pandemic. Like it's definitely a really good number. Yeah. Okay. So we start off. With Dan Tamara versus Hikaru Sato, they went to a time limit draw of 10 minutes. Uh, obviously, a very solid match. And it was just to set up that they're like coming back together as a tag team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was a junior tag battle of glory. Yeah. Um, Jun Saito and Rei Saito defeated Shotaro Ashino and Ryuki Honda in 7 minutes and 11 seconds with a drill a hole pile driver from Rei on Honda. Uh, this was not as good as their tag title match from last September. Uh, it was sort of just there, and it obviously establishing that Gungnir of Anarchy are on a bit of a losing streak. Yeah. Uh, and we'll get to more to that no, later in a minute. Yes, they're on a very heavy losing streak. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, next up for the AJPW TV six-man tag team championship in a decision match. <laughs> I can't believe they brought these titles back. I actually <laughs> thought they were going to be dead. Takao Mori, ATM, and Black Mensa Ray defeated Black Tiger Yusuke Kodama and Masao Hanabata in 9 minutes and 36 seconds with a jackknife hold from Mensa Ray on Tiger. Uh, they become the fifth champions. Uh, again, nothing to see here. Um, and Black Tiger was awful as usual. Yeah, hey, at least I got the prediction right. <laughs> well, yeah. So I don't know what they're going to do with these titles but whatever Probably. i mean they're for the money mark the literal money mark yeah <laughs> the yeah fuck literal atm of the promotion it would be funny if he called himself atm eric 
<laughs> well, to be fair, what is his actual first name? Because he could just go with that. Ah, uh, you can look it up. I, I can't yeah. remember. But it's like on the. It's on. There's a link to his personal website on the All Japan front page. I mean, he has a cage <laughs> match profile. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> da, da, da. Oh no! Wait, it actually. Oh no! Wait, actually, on the cage match, they just have him as Carbelito. So actually, wait, mm-hmm. is it just Ito? I think it's probably something Ito. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then next up, uh, we have Yuma Aoyagi, Nerio Nomura, and Atsuki Aoyagi defeating uh, Ryo Inoue, Yuma Anzai, and Oji Shiba in nine minutes with the maximum from uh, Nomura on Inoue. This was um, awesome, but it was only nine minutes. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought this was. Yeah, this was, I also thought this was a ton of fun. Like, just went really hard and. Uh... Yeah, could could have gone a bit longer, but I also get why they only like gave it five minutes, as, uh, nine minutes as well. Yeah. Uh, next up, Shuji Ishikawa defeated Hokuto Omori in eight minutes and twenty six seconds of the Splash Mountain. Um, I don't know. This wasn't as good as Hokuto's singles match against Kento, but it was all about just establishing Suji before the title match, and it was good for what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I, f- I thought Hokuto would get a bit more in this as well, but yeah, this really was just about. Shuji kind of dominating him and just setting him up for the title match, which is fine. And I think Hokuto got like got to show like a bit more in like other matches as well. And now next up, a special six person tag match, arguably what was one of the biggest draws of the show. <laughs> Suwama, Mayumi, Ozaki, and Maya Yukihi that we were just talking about defeated Yoshitatsu, uh, Unagi Sayaka, and Saki in seventeen seventeen with a Backdrop suplex from Suoma on Yoshitatsu. Now, first of all, this was not as good as the mixed tag in December. Yeah. But it was still a lot of fun. For the most part, I thought. And Suoma took the frog splash. And Suoma took the frog splash. And Suoma sold for some pretty weak-ass looking slaps from Unagi. Yeah. (laughs) Those were... But but (laughs) Suoma will sell for the women. Yeah. No, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, he has no qualms about doing that. But yeah, those slaps were like, I was like, could, could, you can lay that in a bit more at Suwama. Like, it, there's a lot of layers here before you actually hurt him when you chop him. Yeah. And uh, after the match, it looks like they were teasing some Ozaki versus Unagi. Which to me would make like perfect sense as like a main event for the Evolution show. Yeah, which they still, I mean, that shows like in a week and they don't have any other than the three matches and as far as i can tell it's not being broadcast either on all japan tv or like even pay-per-view or something i don't know yeah who knows but um you need to put like and you then put something on there to draw people yeah and uh, uh if you ask me the sexual tension between yukihi and suwama continues yes definitely <laughs> <laughs> Like he he was uh, like I, oh yeah when when she whipped him that was like he was like ooh hey <laughs> it was literally uh, like oh I'm I sure hope we'll... that didn't awake some awaken something in me like I uh, think it did well, Suwama I think it did <laughs> Suwama's like oh I get why Dan likes this so much <laughs> um I'm I'm assuming we're gonna see the Ozaki and Yukihi and Suwama team again at some point in a few months. Yeah, I really hope so because they're really in, like this is what Suwama should be doing like for the rest of his I career. Agree. They're so good. Yeah, he could be like the top intergender gender uh, wrestler in the world. That's what they should um, do with the All Japan like six men titles. Like just put them on these three. Actually, yes. That honestly would. Uh, I never thought of that actually, and that would actually be uh, 
a great idea, yeah. I think. They, they instantly would have the best title reign <laughs> just by winning it. They would instantly <laughs> have the they would instantly have the uh, the best title reign. And then so we go on to the semi-main event in an interpromotional fight. Kento Miyahara defeated Yoshiki in a more in 10 minutes and 33 seconds with a shutdown German suplex hold. I mean, I thought this was pretty good. I would have liked to have seen a full-blown, like, longer match between them. You know, Kento's selling was great. But it just felt like, okay. But Inamura was treated in a way. It's just like, oh, Kento's going to hulk up, hit that knee, and then that suplex and win. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? I don't think Inamura was quite treated as a big a threat as he could have been. Like, it's a good match. But I just think Inamura should have been treated like a bigger threat i mean yeah but he isn't a noah either so i know <laughs> but yeah in general like in fear speaking in theory he should be and i mean he actually was on the uh, on the auto watch show so for sure yeah uh, but i thought this was good and i, f- I actually was surprised how over inamora was oh yeah because he actually More... got some pretty decent chance here oh i i agree and it's shockingly so against kanto yeah Exactly. So I, I think, like, at least, like, if I know I'm looking at that and be like, hey, maybe, maybe, maybe you should do something with this guy. Oh, for sure. Well, I mean, he might be part of this interpromotional feud, which is something for him to sink his teeth in. Yeah. Too. Um, next up in the main event for the PWF World Junior Heavyweight Championship, Naruki Doi defeated Rising Hayato in 17 minutes and 16 seconds with a Bakatari sliding kick to make his first defense. Paul, this was awesome. This was great. Uh, Doi was a tremendous heel, and Hayato is... Hayato's just so damn good now. Yeah. No, I, this was awesome. Like, I went four and a quarter on this. Like, this was the best... Like, out of all of these shows that we're, like, reviewing today, like, this was the best match out of all of them. Oh, really? You think so? Yeah. I, I love this match. I thought this was great. And, yeah, like, especially because they also kind of fucked up one of the Bakatari sliding kicks and just... Doi just kicked Hayato in the face. <laughs> uh, but I think that really, like, added to it as well. Um, well, yeah, it helped it because it gave, like, Hayato some grit. Like, he survived and then, you know, Doi had to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the fact that he kicked out of that one as well, that was great. And, and escape from the muscle yeah. bomb. Or yeah, yeah, the roll-up sequences bomb. after that, after the muscle bomb. Yeah. Those were, those, were, those were awesome as well because I actually bit on some of those. I was like, oh, is he actually going to beat him? It's like, no, okay. <laughs> But yeah, no, this this was just an awesome match. Like Doi, Doi can still go. Like Doi's just just such an amazing heel. I'm beginning to think you got to get that junior title on Hayato sooner rather than later, to to put you know another guy at the top of the division up there with Atsuki. Yeah, I mean, could still. I mean, we still don't know what they're gonna set up through the tag league. So I think that's kind of yeah. going to determine who the challenger is coming out of that. Which, oh, yeah, I actually forgot to write that down on the sheet, what happened after the match. Well, yeah, it's uh, Naoki Tanizaki is um, Doi's partner. Mm-hmm. Which, that's really cool team. That, that's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. And did we have Shiba and um, Inoue? Yeah, we talked about that on the, on, on the, the last, last one. Part. Because that's, and the fifth that's... team is, um, oh, my God, who's the fifth team? Oh, it's Ishida and uh, Kotaro Suzuki. Yeah. <laughs> Which, that fucking tournament is actually really stacked now. <laughs> I know. It's like, c- could be the best five-team round robin ever. Yeah. I mean, it's probably like, I'm trying to think, like, the Junior Tag Battle of Glory 
if there was one that was more stacked than this one, maybe sometimes. What was that? There was that year with Shun Skywalker and Misaki Mochizuki that was 2018. Yeah, but like there wasn't really a whole lot else in no. there. Uh, I'm trying you'd to have to think, go back a lot. Like, yeah, like mid to You probably have to go back to Kaz Hayashi. Yeah. Like where they had like Kenny Omega and everything. Like I don't know if they did it then. Like that's like the only yeah. other time where I think like they had a roster that actually would have allowed for them to have like a really great tournament like this. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, there's like no, there's no like fat in the, in this tournament. Exactly. Like because we don't have like a Black Man's Array or like anyone like that in there with who i like but like yeah like this these guys are all on like another level yeah for sure um so that's really going to be i think underrated uh little element thing and so that was a good show yeah the first of uh a few good shows for all japan then we go to march 18th cork and hall all japan versus great 713 fans Paul, from the looks of it, it looks like they didn't sell that many tickets and there was restrictions. Because mm-hmm. if you look at the seating patterns and like the little notices on the chair, the floor chairs, like, I don't know. I mean, I am under the impression that it was it was uh, sold because when these things went on sale, it was restrictions and they wanted cheering on the yeah. show. Because why wouldn't you have cheering on an interpromotional show? <laughs> yeah, that that's the feeling I got for this as well. Which is like, that's just going to make things so much more complicated to analyze attendances because now it's like, well, did this show have... Well, they should do this again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then see see what they draw then. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think the reactions are good. Yes. Uh, So we start off with Kaz Hayashi, Yu Yuzuka, Commander making his All Japan debut, Michiko Miyagi... Uh, Kate and Keiichi Sato defeated Takao Mori, Yoshitatsu, Black Ray, Rising Hayato, and Ryo Inoue uh, in 8 minutes and 8 seconds when Commander uses a modified uh, shooting star press on Ray. This was really the Commander show. Yeah. As it should be. And he looked great. And he got over. Yeah. From, AE, from Dynamite to uh, 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 All Japan, <laughs> which is quite the interesting jump. Um, and I, I noticed Michiko Miyagi actually never tagged in nope. this match and she just whipped people yeah. with her, whatever that was. Yeah. That, that's basically all she did. Uh, and yeah, otherwise, yeah, this was really all about just Cer- certainly s- very unfair of her to be treated like that when she could have been put in a match with Suwama and actually gotten some, uh, proper treatment. Oh yeah, that's true. Suwama would have sold way more for her than Omori did. <laughs> yes. So no, but um, more like commander say, stuff is just like actually insane. Like that fucking like rope walk into just like the uh, the shooting star press of the like top turn buckle is just like it's actually insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we had Hokuto Omori defeating Jun Tonsho in eight minutes and fifteen seconds with the Muso Essen. Uh, short but sweet, really good stuff. And you know, Tonsho was a guy that sort of disappeared for a while after Wrestle One. And or he was in Vamostar, uh, and before Great um, uh, was created, and I really wanted All Japan to grab him, but they never did. Yeah, no, I mean I I, I like him as well, and I thought this match was fun. But actually, there is there is another person from Wrestle One that I actually wanted All Japan to grab, but that's for the next match. And then next up we have Takanori Ito and Issei Onitsuka, which. If I'm not mistaken, did 
did Onitsuka join Ito's group during this match? Yes, at the beginning, yeah. They, they, I think yeah. they actually, if I remember correctly, they did kind of like invite him to the stable previously and he turned them down and then he actually accepted it here. Okay. I, don't, I can't remember what the name of that stable Jan's is. Jan's but... family. Okay. Which and I then, need to ask, um, is Jan related to uh, Uncle... What was it? Uncle John? I don't remember. Remember that angle <laughs> from like years ago in uh, Evolve with Uncle John's no, family? No, I do not. No, I never watched Evolve okay. or except just a couple matches. Okay, fair enough. Then it's um, lost on you then. <laughs> <laughs> um, they defeated Shotaro Shino and Ryuki Honda in 11 minutes and two seconds with the German suplex hold from Ito on Honda. I thought Shino and, and well, I mean, all the guys were good in this match, but I thought the Shino versus Ito stuff was great. But yeah, this was to set up a losing streak, and we'll get into more of that on the next show. Okay, Gerard, I have a trade proposal for you. Yep. Takanori Ito for Shotaro Shino. Ooh, I might take it. Because honestly, if we're talking about a Wrestle One guy that I wanted to go to all Japan, it's Takanori Ito. He probably fit in a little fits better. Fits in so much Shino. better, like size, like just him in there with Honda. Like, he just fits in, like, look-wise and just in the style he wrestles and everything. Like, he just fits like a glove in all Japan. Whereas, like, I don't think Ishino, like, if he's great. But he just never fit in in the same way because, like, all Japan is just... The, it is still a size promotion. They just never... It's where the big boys play. Exactly. Like, like I think Ishino would just be much better if he's in, like, Noah or Great. Where, like, that size isn't an issue. And then Ito is someone where, like, I think that really benefits him. And he would actually get pushed if he's in all Japan. It doesn't have to do the goddamn shooter gimmick. Yeah, exactly. Like, I fucking loved his, like, results title reign. Which, mm-hmm. that, was, that was a while ago now at this point. But, like, he's, still, he not, st- he's still below 30. Like, I think he's 29 now. Oh, he's, I thought he was even younger, but uh, that's still... I mean, yeah, Ashino's like 32, 33, so... Yeah. No, because he was yeah, actually I mean, one I... of the guys... I think he was one of the first WrestleOne trainees, actually. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, what could have been? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think that yeah, that's... That's why it was also so weird when they brought in, like, Ashino instead of Ito. I was like, just... I was like... I mean, I actually kind of expected Ito to come in as well when they brought in Ashino, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. They're bringing in Wrestle One guys now. That's great. And then they brought in Honda, and I was like, yeah, okay, cool. And then Ito just never came, and then he went to great instead. Yep. And then uh, next up, we had uh, Minoru Tanaka, uh, Soma Watanabe, and uh, Seichi Aikimoto defeat Naoya Nomura, Hikaru Sato, and Dan Tamara in 9 minutes and 58 seconds when... um, uh, Watanabe pinned Tamara with a drop kick. Paul, uh, Watanabe looked like uh, a wrestler that was treated with respect here. Yeah. When you say. Yeah. For one. <laughs> I mean, he definitely didn't look like he got, uh, <laughs> uh, like he definitely didn't br- p- uh, block punches with his face in this one. No, I thought this was actually pretty good. Yeah. No, no. I mean, Watanabe is a really good wrestler. I just don't get why he wanted to do the whole MMA thing. Yeah, I don't get know. really badly embarrassed. Like, I think that's actually going to take a while until they actually can, like, rebuild him. Oh, for sure. But that was a solid match. Yeah. I liked seeing um, Sato in there with those guys. And Tambora really, I think, works well with the shooters, too. Yeah. No, I mean, that, that's really, like, that's his style. 
And mm-hmm. he is growing out of beard. Yes, he is. Uh, and then next up, Suwama Jun Saito Rei Saito defeated Bulk Orchestra, <laughs> Hayato Tamara, Kazuma Sakaboto, and Czech Shimatani. Uh, I like this a lot, actually, because uh, it was just these big boys running into each other, and then all the Shimatani versus <laughs> Suwama stuff was actually a ton of fun. Yeah, when when like when he was just standing between the Saitos and Suwama, like that was like that was really funny like because it was just they were just yep. so much bigger than him <laughs> and yeah. the other well, it was just big guys just beating the shit off each other which is always fun well it's funny because the 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 saito showed up in on a great show before this and and got in the ring and said like oh you guys are all small why are you calling yourselves bulk orchestra <laughs> i mean it's kind of true <laughs> it is but they're big and great yeah oh no for sure cosma sure. and, and 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 tamara are large in, in that company I mean, and they also, yeah, well, but, I mean, okay, maybe excluding Kazma, they also have better physiques than the Saito, so. <laughs> Actually, Kazma has a better physique than the Saito. I think Kazma would fit, a, I mean, yeah. Kazma and the Saitos actually would fit really well together as a team. Actually, yeah, oh, if you do, if you do like, switch, like, teammates, you put Suwama with Bulk Orchestra and you put Kazma and Wudu Murderers. That would work. Yeah. Uh, I, I've been told to check out Kaido Ishida versus... Um, Kazuma Sakamoto from the Great Show from a couple of days ago, and I'm gonna check that out actually after we watch this. Oh yeah, I I actually almost like watched that one just before the show, but then it then I didn't have time. But yeah, I heard that that show was pretty good, and they filled that venue pretty well, which yeah. also has an amazing name like Gorilla Hall. Like, Gorilla Jesus, Hall, it's yeah. oh, top tier. Yeah. I really hope they do it. It looks yeah. it looks good. Yeah. If there's a show uh, in there while I'm in Japan, I'm going out of my way for going to Osaka just for that. <laughs> Even if it's an indie scummer show, you should just yes, go. Yes, exactly. Well, actually, in theory, I should also go if there's just a show in Edeon because I didn't go. Uh, I did, there wasn't a show in Edeon while I was there last time. So actually, maybe I actually have reasonable grounds to go to Osaka again because I only saw Osaka Joe Hall, which poor me, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And then next up, we have Kaido Ishido, Ishida defeated Atsuki Aoyagi in 11 minutes and 58 seconds with the tiger or a half tiger suplex. Um, this is sort of one sided with Ishido just kicking the crap out of Atsuki, but I loved it. It was great. Yeah, this was really fun. And Atsuki is now 0 2 against former Gold Class members. Ah, okay. So that's something for him to... Well, I don't know if he's going to beat Ishida. No, I, I, I also don't think he's going to beat Ishida. I just thought that it was interesting that like his last two like like big matches, essentially, like big singles matches were both against like former... Like basically their last faction... Like they were in other factions together as well, Doi and uh, Ishida. But like that was like the last one before they both kind of like left Dragon Gate. Well, Doi didn't really leave, but you know what I mean. Okay. But yeah, it Definitely. was fun. It was a really fun match. I actually, actually would have liked this to go a little bit longer because I think they, they could, these two could have like a really good, like longer singles match. I, I know. Maybe we'll see that. Oh, wait. Actually, uh, actually now that I think about it, wait a minute. Yeah, both Ishida and Doi are going to be in the, uh, in the tag league. Um, yeah. yeah. They have to face each other, right? Yeah. It's a round robin tournament. Yep. Huh, yeah, one block. I mean, he's no longer under so, contract with Dragon Gate, but still, that that is... Well, I mean, you got the Great and the Dragon Gate guys on that junior All-Star Junior Festival. Yeah, but I wouldn't even really I, that one. 
it was special so. circumstances uh, for sure i guess um but so then we go to the main event. Kento Miyahara, Suji Ishikawa, Yuma Aoyagi, and Uma, Yuma Anzai defeated Shima, T-Hawk, Al Lindemann, and Tetsuya Izuchi in 22 minutes and 15 seconds when Anzai pinned Shima <laughs> with a German suplex hold. Paul, I have a few thoughts about this match. First of all, I thought Stronghearts were great heels, but they they were just like doing a lot of character work and there was a lot of like meandering brawling for the first half of this although i did think izuchi was awesome i thought the izuchi versus kento sequences were great Mm -hmm. because they faced each other in great last year and had a nice little match and i kind of like to see that continuing Mm -hmm. now of course the last finishing sequence between anzai and uh shima was awesome anzai did two jumbo saruta jumping knees and then hit the german suplex to a great finish and a huge pop so overall i thought this match was very good. I just think the first half was a little lacking. Uh, yeah, true. But I, f- I think actually that worked because it, I think you kind of needed to do that to really establish like the Stronghearts and Izuchi as heels. So yeah. I, I thought that well, I think I thought Shima, like Shima is just a great dickhead heel. Like he can still turn it up when he wants to. Like him mm-hmm. actually like pretending, like him and his entire team pretending to walk out when people were just chanting for Kento. At the start of yes, the match. You, but but that, that that's like half shoot. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like Shiva doesn't want. Yeah, because Shiva just shit. literally like the the second there was like one person chanting for Shiva, he's like, oh wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> like I wonder what he would have done if he actually no one had actually done that. <laughs> like how far would they oh, have gone? <laughs> yeah. So what's interesting I think is that technically great won this four three. Mm-hmm. But Anzai got that big win, yeah, I think, so I think that's how it was all balanced. Yeah, out. I think that that's how that's how they balanced it out. Where it was basically okay, you can have your big like prospect pin, basically the biggest like star. I think yeah, I would say Shima's still the biggest star in the company technically. I mean, he has the most pedigree. Yeah. Let's put it that way. So yeah. like, you, you, Anzai can pin Shima, but we like win the overall series. So I think, and if I'm all yeah. Japan, I'm taking that deal because. Right. Giving Anzai that win, I think, is more important than like I don't know losing a random six man. So I, so that that's really good. But like actually, you know what I actually really liked in this match was the sequence with Lindemann and Ishikawa. Yes. Oh yeah. And then so good. he finally got a he got him up for a backdrop. God, yeah. That, like because like I think again, and that's why I actually thought that they built this match pretty well. I forgot about that. That was actually yeah. another great part of the match. Yeah. The, Lindemann and, and Shuji. Yeah, yeah, because they did that whole thing where like Lindemann like legitimately for like two minutes just runs into Ishikawa and just is not able to like knock him over. And then later in the match, like he gets him up for the backdrop to like a massive pop as well, because they built that up earlier that it's like yeah yeah the size difference as well like it's insane that that's that's like a is that a bigger size difference than like suwama and chihiro hashimoto i think so it might be let me let me take a look how tall she is she's not tall either she might be five two i mean she's definitely heavier Uh, than a lindemann yeah so chihiro is 158 okay jesus (laughs) uh and I mean, I think Linderman must, should be taller than that. Not no, much. Not, well, I, He's 160. Look, <laughs> yeah, I, Paul, I've walked by Al Linderman in person. He is a tiny True. man. True. I, I have actually stood across from Al Linderman as well at a J-Stage show. 
buying a t-shirt from him. So yeah, no, he's he's very tiny. Yeah. And Shuji Ishikawa um, is legitimately tall. Like he's not just like Japan tall, he's like actually tall. Yeah. Uh so that was uh, uh I mean and then like they all had like mic battles at the end. Paul, we'll do a champion carnival preview on our next show. Okay. But uh final final A block night in Cork and Hall, T Hawk versus Kento. Do you think there's going to be some great politics there? I mean, maybe. I mean, it's also like if you want to like... I mean, Kento needs to take some losses somewhere, right? Unless he just runs the block. So I think that's a reasonable one. Yeah. So it's basically like, hey, I let I let myself get pinned uh, by a big prospect. So like you return the favor and like... Well, and and, and he's already Kento. got a... He's already got a win over T-Hawk, too. Yeah, so I think that one just makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Um, and then, so finally, we move on to uh, All Japan Dream Power Series 2023 on March 21st at the Otis City General Gymnasium in front of 1,776 fans. 1776. <laughs> very patriotic number. The f- very wrong patriotic country, number. but very patriotic number. <laughs> um, and to open, and I'm pretty sure that's legit. And that is the best uh, Oda Ward gym number that All Japan has done in these last couple of years of doing Oda Ward gym shows again. Yeah. No, to me, that looked legit as well. By several hundred, too. Because I think the, their last highest was fourteen. Yeah, yeah. Because you can pick, you can put a lot more people into that building as well. So like that's why like for ex- and again like the upper rows were empty. Like all of the lower rows, all of the premium seats were sold. So <laughs> well, yeah. See, all Japan always sells their premium yeah. seats no matter what. It's 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 packing the 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 forty th- or the what is it the four thousand yen seats at the back. Yeah, but again, uh, you make your the- money like selling the premium seats. Yeah, exactly. Like right. actually filling uh, the building, it's just that's great for looks and like obviously you like that additional money as well. I mean, it's more money too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, for sure. But like, like the like question whether or not this mo- the show makes money is based off if you sell the people sitting ringside. Right. Oh, or what was it with the five thousand dollars seats at <laughs> Muto Retirement <laughs> yeah, or like exactly. two thousand dollars seats or something? Uh, yeah, um, it's more than a business so class flight to Japan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first off, Oji Shiba defeated Black Mensa Ray in five minutes and forty-two seconds with the uh, Un Ungai Soten. So, uh, I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, this is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Mensa Ray actually wrestled here. Yeah. <laughs> he worked over uh, Shiba's arm, and um, Shiba like finally gets a singles win in all Japan. I mean, they're heating him up for the tag league, but I think he's paid his dues, and I think. You know, if he wants to hang around, even just as a freelancer, they'll do something with him now. Yeah. I mean, he is a champion as well. I mean, not in all Japan, but like he has a belt. Of a team. That's a team belt, right? The independent. Yeah, no, I mean, it's not, it's not the a team. Like, it's actually like a belt that is like, like legitimately like a belt for like the independent promotions. Yeah. It started in FMW. Yeah. It used to be their junior title. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I mean, so, you know, like I've, I've, if he hangs around. I think he definitely, like, you can push him a bit more now. And it seems like his body is holding I, up as well, which was always his issue in Dragon yeah. Gate. Yeah, I want him to hang around. Yeah, I, like him I, I think he's great. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, um, 
they need they do like the thing is you got to they got to pad up that junior yes. division regardless of how good it is at the top no it it is it, it's a very right? thin but it's yeah they definitely need more people like him it's very thin but very yeah. good um next up hiroshi tenzon yutaka yoshie and the greatest ex of all time <laughs> satoshi kojima defeated Tekao Omori, Yoshitatsu, and Mitsui Nagai in 10 minutes and 17 seconds with a lariat from Kojima on Omori. And Kojima is the X in the A block, which also means we're getting Kento Miyahara versus Satoshi Kojima. So looking forward to that. That's going to be so good. Uh, as for the match itself, it was an old man six-man. Paul Tenzon looked awful. So bad. Awful, awful, so awful. Bad. Uh, even, like, was it two years ago, Tenzon looked bad, but he could still kind of do stuff. Tenzon can't do anything no. now. Nothing at all. And he botched the, like, the back body drop. Yeah, and I me, mean, the only reason he's here was to like telegraph it to like everyone that Kojima was going to be the ex. Oh, he was over. Yeah. <laughs> Tenzo was over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, but, here's the um, thing. If Kojima wasn't doing this whole greatest ex gimmick now, is there like, like they actually just announced him for the show, right? Like, that's the only reason they did him as like a surprise. I think so. But I like the gimmick. No, it, it is it's really grown fun. On like, it, like I said, it has, First actually, time robot. it has rotted my brain completely when it comes to X's in Japan or where I will just default to it being Satoshi Kojima because he has just like trained me like I'm a Pavlovian dog. Yeah. Um, I mean, I thought the stuff between Kojima and Omori in the last like couple minutes was like the best part of the match. But man, Tenzan... Tenzon's got to retire. Yeah, I hate yeah. saying that, but he he he's he's done. Especially now that we have full crowds and cheering again, I think he can just like. Oh, exactly! Yeah. Like he's got to retire within the next year. I think he, he yeah. can get a proper final show. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like so, you just do like a final show. You do it at like I don't know next year's Wrestle Kingdom. You know what? Do it at next year's Wrestle Kingdom because I'm probably going to be there. So. <laughs> or it'll be New Year Dash, yeah. or maybe the ceremony at Dash. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, but. I, I think I think he also is kind of aware that like it's over. Yeah. And he was waiting. Yeah. Maybe. Um and next up, uh sort of like the junior battle of glory tag skirmish thing. Hikaru Sada defeated Rising Hayato in four minutes and seven seconds via pinfall. I mean, they did as good as they could in four minutes. Although I did like the end because it was them just trying to roll each other up and then Hayato, uh Sato doing it. Yeah. I mean, it was good for what it was, but yeah, basically got no time at all. But instead, this match got time. Dan Tamara defeated Etsuki Aoyagi in 13 minutes and 15 seconds of the powerbomb. Paul, I went four stars on this. This was the best match of Dan Tamara's career. Certainly the best singles match of his career. Yeah, this was awesome. This was just... And also a surprising result as well. Like, I actually would have guessed that yeah. Atsuki was going to win this, but no, then they just give... I mean, the finals are... Are the finals going to be Sato and Tamara versus... Atsuki and Hayato. I mean, I, that seems like a very likely outcome. Yeah. And then uh, Atsuki and Hayato win. Yeah. What do you actually? I mean, that, what do you actually get for winning this tournament? <laughs> An All Asia Tag Title show. Ah, okay. Well, okay. Oh, that's what they've gotten in the past. Yeah, exactly. Like that's what you got in the past. Like, it, we'll see. But yeah, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to this tournament, and now even more so. Like, I'm actually wondering, like, do you do something with Dan coming out of this tournament? Uh, well, uh, maybe you could get, I think him in versus Doi would be pretty good. Yeah. Actually. So like, I'm actually wondering, like, is he like, cause you were talking about putting the title on Hayato, but my, maybe does it also like get close to like the time when like you can actually pull the trigger on Dan as well? Well, 
I feel better about Dan than I did even a couple of months ago. Yeah, like he he's freshening up his look. I think I click on like he has like a more like serious like ass kicker. Uh, and he, I think his work has improved in the last couple of yeah. months. Like really ever since he like won that, I think really ever since he like won that All Asia title, I think that's really like done wonders for him. Like obviously the rain wasn't long, yeah. but I think like that yeah. just gave him like a massive boost of like confidence. Paul, Dan seems to have uh, a number of women and children fans. Yeah. It's kind of funny. I wouldn't have pegged it, but he does. No, I mean, I mean, for, for children, it's like because he's like, I mean, until very recently, he was like the lovable underdog. And then, yeah. yeah. For the women, I don't know. <laughs> I, I've, I've definitely got the expert <laughs> on that. But so. no, I saw, I, I, I've, I've seen like women in Japan on Twitter, like posting their pictures, like before the shows with Dan. Okay. You know, I'm not saying it's 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 anywhere as big as like the Aoyagi's or, uh, you know, um, Kento, mm-hmm. but he's got it right, and that's an, that's important these days. Oh, in, for in, sure, in, for uh, sure. In 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 Japan, to have that like, you know, that diverse fan base, mm-hmm. right? I mean, what's kids that like Kento's got kids and he's got women too, yeah. right? You know, you need that. Yeah, I mean, those are the people that buy your merch. So, I mean, wasn't there recently that picture? from the fan club meeting and it was like the Aoyagi, Sokoto Omori and Rising Hayato and it was like 95% Anzai Anzai and Kento yeah it was those five yeah and it was like 80 maybe but still yes overwhelmingly female and apparently like Uh, the All Japan fan club won like some sort of award because they put up a picture on Twitter with like uh, Kento and Anzai like holding the trophy Ah, so yeah, uh, they're making moves. Yeah. I mean, th- this is all their like plan to like obviously clearly like, you know, build a fan base. Uh, and we'll talk about uh, that in a bit, mm-hmm. actually. Um, but yes, uh, absolutely, Dan's best match, and the boy is becoming a man in front of our yes. eyes. <laughs> really shedding a tear. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've literally been watching him since this fucking first match <laughs> with his red mohawk oh, God, and. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, you know, it's funny because there was a while there where I thought Dan was like the best one. And then I thought he fell behind the other two. Yeah, no, same. I, I remember I've don't like I thought I did. I reviewed that show on Voice of Wrestling, but I definitely wrote it somewhere after the tournament where Dan won. I was like, yeah, I, I actually like the way I ranked them back then. I actually ranked Atsuki as like the worst. Oh, so Which, did I. Yeah, he just was very bland. Yeah, but then he, like, literally right after the show was when he, like, started doing the high-flying. Like, he just immediately mm-hmm. proved us wrong, like, instantly, like, a month yeah. later. <laughs> and yeah. then he just, like, blew past everyone, and now everyone is... Like, now they're actually catching up to him. Like, now they're actually, like, it's leveling out again, but now all of them are great. Well, yeah, and Hokuto's moved up to heavyweight, yeah. too. Um. And then next up, speaking of Hokuto, next up, Minoru Suzuki and Hokuto Omori defeated Jun Saito and Rei Saito in 10 minutes and 33 seconds with a gotch-style pile driver uh, from Suzuki on Rei. Okay, listen, I like this match. Mm-hmm. Suzuki sold for the Saitos and took bumps for the Saitos. Suzuki probably took more bumps in his matches in this match than he did on his, like, U.S. indie tour. I mean, that, that's not hard because he took bumps. It's a very low bar. <laughs> What? Yeah. So he took <laughs> yeah. any. So I think that's already more. But yeah. No, I. I, I but I, yeah. I. actually like this match as well. And 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 Suzuki putting Ray in the God style pile driver was like impressive to watch. Yeah. 
So I like the match for what it was. Yeah. No, I, I don't think it was anything special, but it was like, I mean, it, I thought it was the perfect length as well. Like 10 minutes in and out. Like everyone yeah. did their stuff well. I think Omori kind of looked good as well. Yep. I think he, like, I think I'm actually looking like which Saito is in his block. I don't remember. I can't remember which yeah, side. Yeah, but like I think I, I actually think like him and the Saito <laughs> could have like a decent match on the carnival. Uh, yes, and then next up, uh, Suwama and Kono defeated Shotaro Shino and Ryuki Honda in nine minutes and four seconds with a backdrop suplex from Suwama on Shino for the millionth time. It's really not that many, but it's like always high-profile jobs mm-hmm. that make me like recoil when Suwama pins Ashino. Then after the match, the Saitos come out and then it's 1992 Undertaker because the Voodoo Murders put Ashino in a body bag and carry him <laughs> to the back of it. Yeah, he didn't even or come the, out the after Saitos the main carry event. the body bag. Like, that's the yeah. thing. Like, Honda just, like, after the main event when all of the, like, Tramping Carnival, like, participants come out, Honda is just there just being normal after his tag partner just, like, got murdered? Or abducted at the kidnapped? very least. He's just like, oh, I don't really or care. kidnapped. Yeah. Paul, is is this is, is Shino being inducted into Voodoo Murders? <sighs> maybe, maybe. Are I they ditching know. Kono and reuniting Runaway Suplex, but in Voodoo Murder form? I guess. I mean, Ashino is just a better heel. Like that was like the thing on the Great Show as well. It just brought it across just like so much more. Like how much better Ashino just is as a dickhead heel. Like, when he just took Issei on Itsuka and he just fucked him out of the ring, that was like... Oh, he threw him over the top rope. Yeah. It was insane. <laughs> like, that was, that was, like, the best spot on the entire show. So... Oh, for sure. I mean, Voodoo Murderers, I mean, I don't know. But if a Shino heel turn, I think, is definitely a good idea. So... But should it be in Voodoo Murderers? And... Yeah, exactly. That's I, my problem. But it just feels it. like Ashino's been all over the place. How many times has he turned? Oh, or how many factions has he been in and tagged? I don't know. But I mean, he's not the only one that gets like thrown into different scenarios. And I mean, let's not forget the that the way Suwama joined Voodoo Murderers is in the first place was by turning on Ashino. Yeah. So, so dumb. Yeah. But I, I guess maybe what I was thinking about that one is like, does this mean that maybe like if they're breaking up Ashino and Honda because they want to like do something with Honda as a singles guy? Uh, they should. Yeah. Well, they might need to. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute, oh, yeah. uh, actually. Um, but so, they didn't know uh, that not, at the time. so That's true. Well, someone was working on an injured knee already. Yeah. Uh, not always a good idea. Um, but so we go off from that into uh, one of the big attractions of the show. All Japan versus Noah special six-man tag match. Masa Kitamiya, Yoshiki Inamura, and Kenya Okada defeated Kento Miyahara, Yuma Anzai, and Ryo Inoue in 17 minutes and 41 seconds when uh, Inamura used the Muso on Inoue. Paul, there's a lot to unpack in this match. I thought it was the best match of the show, actually. Uh, I thought like all three, like the last three matches of this were like really good, and I'm actually kind of struggling to pick between them. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this. Well, was I mean, I thought they were two, but but I thought this was the best one. Yeah. No, I, I but like this was really good. Like that's also what I'm saying here. So and yeah, it's actually like another thing that I like noticed like with like the next match as well. It's just to me, it's like how much better all of these Noah guys look in all Japan. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, like Inamura looked like a genuine like monster here. Like, and it was against guys that are like of similar size to him. And well, they're, no, he they're taller than him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Kento's taller. And he than still him. stands out. You might as well. So yeah. yeah. So I thought it was just like I was really impressed with him in this one as well. Uh, yep. and but I think well I thought the yeah. star of the show was Rio in a way I was about to say I think we do need to talk about Ryo Hinojito <laughs> yeah or Little um, Kawada or what if little, or what little if Minoru K. Suzuki or no that's Kenta yeah or what if Minoru Suzuki joined uh, Matt Blanky <laughs> yeah so he's doing the yellow and black tights which is fine uh, oh which is fine but his hair is now blonde yeah. with like black <laughs> lines in it and it just looks ridiculous it looks like uh, there's construction going on in his head <laughs> yes but i will say he was awesome in this match yeah. i loved his exchanges with okada um him going up against inamura and like showing the fighting spirit he just got madly over in this yeah no uh, i although i so good i'd also like to see uh anzai versus inamura too though yeah, no, I think Anzai was in Amora would be like a really fun match too. Uh, I think there's like uh, pretty much everyone in this match, if they had a singles match against each other, I would be like, yeah, this, this is gonna rule. Like, Kenya Okada was Ryu in a way. Just like those two just kicking the shit out of each other. Yes. That would be, that would awesome. be pretty good too. Yeah. Uh, but after the match, it sounded like Masa was done with Kento. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's- like, this would be weird if we did all of this and it's just over with the six-man where, like, Ketamiya and Kento didn't even really, like, interact that much with each other. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's over, but it's going to be yeah. over until after the carnival. Y- yes, I think maybe that might be where, like, they're putting it on hold while the carnival is going on. But actually, yeah, because you were talking about, like, Kento winning the... Or we were talking about Kento winning the GHC title. I mean, what could also be the thing where, like, Kento gets a partner and then he beats Masa for the tag titles. Yep. Could be Anzai even. Could be Anzai even, yeah. Or it could be Inamura. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Because are you saying did... that Kento Yeah. Are you saying that Kento like tempts Inamura and lures yeah. him over? Yeah. And then because they did exchange like looks uh at the Noah show. That's true. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think, hard to say, but whatever Kento's doing against the Noah guys is on hold for a bit. Yeah, because he kind of have to because he can't do anything while the carnival is going on. No. And the Noah guy, well, we'll get to that in a minute. And I mean, we uh, know this is go, like this will keep going just based on the result in the next match. Yeah. Uh, it, for the World Tag Team Championship, Keno and Manabu Soya defeated Yuma Aoyagi and Nero Nomura in 18 minutes and 56 seconds when Soya used a jumping DDT on Nomura and they become, uh, well, the champions fail on their V1 defense and Keno and Manabu Soya become the 95th champions. Paul, I thought this was good but not great. I thought it was sort of meandering for a while, although the Yuma and Keno stuff was awesome. Just the way that they are just complete dicks to each other and, and Yuma doing like Keno's like fist pose and everything. <laughs> I thought the last few minutes were great though between Soya and, and um, Nomura. I just thought there was, I don't know, some spark missing in the whole match. I, I don't know how to describe it. I, don't know. I, I thought this was really good. And maybe that was had something to do with Nomura already being injured. But 
I yeah, thought that's overall possible. this was like I thought the beginning of this was really good when like Keno and Yuma were just squaring off against each other during their intros. I think that to me really helped the match. Like yeah, there was like a little bit of a lull in the middle, but I thought like the beginning was really good and I thought the ending was really good. So I thought overall this was like like I probably like I said like I probably went I I went four on like all three of these matches. Okay. So yeah, I thought this was to me this was a really strong match and one thing that was noticeable to me though was how happy Kano and Sawyer were winning these titles. <laughs> like this is the happiest I've ever seen Kano. <laughs> like he was not yes. this happy when he won the GHC heavyweight title. <laughs> well, I mean I think you gotta sell that when you come into a different company and win one of their titles. Yeah. You know? Um Did you watch the did you watch the video on the Kano channel he did after the no, afterwards? I yeah, so he like he starts of the he he starts of the video just screaming into the camera while holding up the bells, <laughs> uh, and then he actually like goes over the bells and kind of like exposes how shitty they look because they're old and haven't been repaired in a while. But yeah, I mean, hey, look, if Kendall wants to do something, he like pays for like a refurbishment of the bells. Don't get rid of them because they're amazing, but I think they like need a few repairs. Yeah, for sure. Then after the match, Suwama came out by himself. And then Ke- uh, Keno sort of was dismissive. But then Keno said later he wanted to defend the belts first in Noah. So uh, my question to you is, who is going with Suwama to Noah? So you think it's Ashino? I think it might be. I mean, that is better than Suwama and Kono. <laughs> Let's be honest here. Oh, for sure. I don't love the booking just because of the way Su- uh, Shino gets booked, but it's probably for the best, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I like Ganyu of Anarchy, uh, but the factional so weirdly fell apart. Okay, and then it was announced, or there was a knee injury announcement confirmed on the All Japan website. Nomura tours ACL. Yeah. <sighs> just can't catch a break. No. And he was working on an injured knee since December, apparently. Yeah. Which, to be fair, like... If I had like all of these health concerns and then the promotion finally starts to trust me again and put a title on me, I, wrestlers aren't very smart, you know? No. I kind of get why he did it, where he was probably like, no, I, maybe if I just work through it, it will get better, even though, well, it's, that's not how knee injuries work, but yeah. No, and I think if he was working on a busted knee, like, you, if you Google, like, torn ACL, it's like, Six to nine months, he's going to be at at least nine months. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we're not. He's done for the year. Like, with, with, yeah. I mean, I might actually see his return match in January. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, God, it's just awful for yeah. him. Oh, man. He would have had. I, I hope he I doesn't feel like he would have had a great carnival as well. Yeah. I. Yeah. Because like they'd set that up. Like him probably getting his win back over Soya. Yeah. I and think he actually match. would have had a chance of making the final. Like, I think that's very possible. Um, also, I hope this doesn't discourage him and he just retires. Oh, God, no. Yeah. Because, like, okay, well, you had a bad neck injury. And now you've blown out a knee. I mean. Although many wrestlers have returned from yeah. knee, the torn ACLs. And, and, you know, so I mean, remember, Savama, Savama literally tore his fucking Achilles. And it doesn't really seem it's affected him all that much. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, he would have slowed down at his age anyway. Exactly, yeah. So, and I mean, I don't think that, like, Nomura wrestles, like, a style where, like, 
that also really like heavily impacts him as well. Like I don't think no, he really but he need needs to change. He, he he needs his knees to like do his explosiveness. Though. Yeah, like, I don't true. know. I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see when he comes back. We'll I mean, like yeah, at this hopefully. like. Like an ACL injury these days is like something completely different from what it was like 20 years ago. Because 20 sure. years ago, that was basically like, oh, you're probably going to have that to That ended a curve of a be. professional athlete. Yeah, exactly. Like you're pretty much done. Or if you're able to come back, you're basically a shadow of yourself. And now it's and, like... And if you tore your yeah. ACL and you're an NFL player, you'd have to go into pro wrestling or something. Yeah, yeah basically. That's like how like half the people in the 80s came into, uh, came into wrestling. <laughs> half the American wrestlers are just... NFL players that tore the ACL. Yeah. So, but I, I feel like like if he gets like good like treatment for it, I think he'll be fine. But yeah, the, the mental aspect here, I think, is the important one. And I don't know, but I also also feel like actually Yuma is like because Yuma, I think like the whole thing of like him going to basement and dragging him out of there is like like kind of a shoot as well. Oh, for sure. So I feel like if Yuma is like still there and like supports him and everything, like I think he might be able to basically tell him like, "Look, man, I know this sucks, but we can do something when you come back and like see, like maybe give it one more try." Because I feel like if he then has like another like big injury soon after, I think then he might be done. But I feel like he came back from that like big neck injury, so it would be a shame if he just retires now. Absolutely. Especially He's for something 30 that this like, year. he can probably recover from pretty well, given the right treatment. Mm -hmm. And then next up for the Triple Crown, Yuji Nagata defeated Shuji Ishikawa in 25 minutes and 46 seconds with a backdrop hold to make his first successful defense of the title. Paul, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like when I watched this match, and I liked it, don't get me wrong, but I thought... This was going to be divisive. And then I look at other people. I watched this live too. And I looked at other people's reaction. And it wasn't as divisive as I thought. But I thought, okay, it's these old guys. There's a little sloppiness. But God damn it, they didn't kill each other. Even <laughs> if they were panting for like five minutes between spots. Yeah. No, I, and I mean, was, Shuji was gassed halfway oh through this. Oh, God, yeah. They were both but somehow they still. Gassed. <laughs> The only really sloppy spot was the Splash Mountain, but Shuji still managed to turn it into a respectable-looking sit-out powerbomb. Yeah. No. But Nagata took a, a, a fire thunder driver on the <laughs> apron. He took a bunch of suplexes. Shuji took a top rope exploder. Uh, you know. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, they killed each other, especially if you consider that Nagata turns 55 next month <laughs> and Shuji will be 48 in September, I think. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, if you really, really like, okay, both of these guys are probably better than Kenta is, right? At this point, yeah. Which is weird. <laughs> Kenta has not had a match this good in a while. I mean, he had uh, that. That six man in Noah. Right, but a singles match? Oh, yeah, singles match, that's a bit longer, yeah. Yeah, anyway. No, but like, I this was, like no, I, I really like this as well. But I do love that they're like solution to like, we have no stamina. Okay, let's just yeah. do fucking head drops on the apron to cover for that. Oh, and there was headbutts, like shoot headbutts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when I, 
Paul in the VOW Discord after the match is like, I don't even know what to make of no, this. No, it's like, what the fuck? Like, what, 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 what I, I liked it, but it was also like, like legitimately, there were like five minute like rest periods of both people just lying <laughs> on the floor because they had just done a fucking superplex. Yeah, I mean, I went, I'd go about four stars on this. No, it was. Like, but, like I said, like old yeah. man violence. <laughs> yeah, old man violence, but like be prepared to wait between spots. Yeah. Like that, that, like they literally took that as far as they could of like literally just like, let's do a big spot and then we both lie because then we both have an excuse to lie on the floor. <laughs> now, now, they could have tightened this up if they had shaved off five minutes. Yes. But I also feel like they wanted to go a bit longer because it is a triple crown match. So I feel like yeah. actually going this long, this was like the best. So like, obviously, the actual solution is to actually just go. Actually, shorter. there's no way they could, they, they probably couldn't have done 20 minutes because. And had as good a match mm-hmm. because Ishikawa still would have been gassed. Yeah, true. And they wouldn't yeah. have been able to do any <laughs> spots. Because what Ishikawa was gassed in like 10, 12 minutes yeah. in. Yeah. Right? So they simply couldn't have done everything they did <laughs> with less time because they were moving so slowly between spots. Yeah. But like on the other hand, the, the advantage of Ishikawa just being so gassed was like then later on when they did like the chops and there's just sweat flying everywhere for Shuji Ishikawa yeah. just made that look so much better. Although there was a sequence in the middle where it was like Ish- or Yuji just had Ishikawa on the mat working over his legs. And that was like to fill up time in the yeah. middle. But that was like literally just like the only time. And then otherwise, it's just both of them just like throwing bombs constantly. Yeah. Just like uh, it was pretty good. Now yeah. it, like it, once it settled, I was like, yeah, that was pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah I was like, once it was over, I was like. I, I was I, like, what the fuck was this? Yeah, exactly. I was like, what the fuck was this? I think this was great, but this was also one of the weirdest matches I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, I mean, I think Shuji can still have a great match. If you put him in with a young guy, I still mm-hmm. think he could have a great match. And if you keep it to 10 minutes. Yeah, I mean, I see people say that like he's totally washed. I disagree. I no, think no, he's not. He, he picks his spot. Kohei Sato is fully washed. Yeah, Koi Sato's fully watched. Like, that's the thing. Like, you just watched, like, that run they had, like, last year as the Twin Towers. And if you're, like, coming away with that saying both of these are watched, it's like, no, I mean, one of these is very clearly much better than the other right now. Yeah. I mean, and it's, I mean, some of Suji's best work recently has been just, like, beating the shit out of young guys, like the Hokuto match or the Yuma Anzai match. Yeah. And I think that's still good in tag teams. Yeah, exactly. Like, his team was the miracle tag team. With Cyrus. Yeah. So, no, I think, like, like obviously he can't go to the same degree he could, like, 10 years ago. No. But I'm, he can still I, turn I, on I, when he needs to. Like, yeah, I, well, I was on, like, I, I was on Alan's 4Ls podcast. We were talking about Yuji Okabayashi, and we were watching, like, Shuji Ishikawa versus Okabayashi matches from 2015. Mm-hmm. And, like, holy shit, man. Oh, God, yeah. You know, but you know, he's still. I still think he's he 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 can step up. I mean, he he still has my all-time favorite death match. Which one? Uh, the one against Abdullah. Oh, oh, really? That that's your favorite? Okay. I I fucking love that match because it's just so fucking <laughs> stupid. <laughs> it's just like you just like both are just like okay. How about we just stand in the middle and we both eat glass and just slap each other in the face? <laughs> yeah. And then after, so after the match, all of, well, all of the Triple Crown or the Champion Carnival participants, except for Suwama and Ashino came out. Yep. And they all cut promos. And I was thinking Yuji Nagata is about to announce for the Carnival. But no, it's Manabu Soya. 
is yeah. the other X. Um, yeah, I mean, not the biggest name, but I mean, he will be good. He's got history mm-hmm. in all Japan. Yeah. I saw some people, I saw some people being like, oh, it's Soya. And like, no, actually, it makes perfect sense if you like take the long view. Yeah. You know, I was actually surprised because I thought he had done more, but this is only his second carnival. Really? Yeah, it's it's crazy. I never thought about it that way. Yeah, because he was in the, I think, 2015 or even earlier than that, I think. It would have to be earlier because he left in oh, 2013. Yeah, uh, he was in the uh, real world, real world. Uh, where is he? The tramp- uh, 2012, yeah. So he was in the 2012 carnival, yeah. which that's a very different uh, promotion. Yes. Do, do you want to know? Yes. Do you want to know the field for that one? Yes. So it was won by Taiyo Kea. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the other participants were Akebono, which definitely couldn't do that these days. Daisuke Sekimoto, Kenso, Manabu Soya, uh, Kono, Ryota Hama, Seiya Sanada, Suwama. So I think yeah, he's like. Him and like Soya, the only two that are like in both of them. Uh, Takao Mori, well, he might be in there soon. Takumi yeah. Soya, which mm-hmm. that's a name I haven't thought about in a while. He was good. He was, shame. but yeah, injuries. Mm-hmm. Yuji Nagata, which is actually interesting. Ah. <laughs> uh, Yuji Okabayashi and Yutaka Yoshie. Oh. That's a hell of a field, actually. Yeah. And then Tayo Keo wins. Um, yeah. And who made it to the final with Kea? Uh, bu- 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 the final was Tayo Kea with Suwama. Oh, okay. Yes. Allegedly drew they- 1,900 in Yeah, It probably drew okay. But not that many. <laughs> yeah. The semifinals were Tayo Kea defeats Yuji Nagata. I don't know if oh, wow. New Japan would allow that these days. Uh, and Suwama defeats Akabono in eight minutes. <laughs> Um, so, uh, well, I don't know. We'll, we should probably just do a full like carnival preview yeah, on yeah, the next yeah. episode, no, no, no. but, um, okay. So who do you think could replace Soya the, or Nomura? Yeah. Cause I can't really come up with anyone because it would need to be someone that has like a relatively free like calendar so that they could actually do okay. it. So here's some names I thought that seem most likely, mm-hmm. uh, Kuma Arashi, yeah. Koji Doi yeah. and Renayabe. Yeah. All uh, of those would be I think it would be I I think it would be awesome if they could get a big Japan guy, but I don't think that's gonna happen. No, because like I I the one I was thinking of immediately is Takuya Nomura. Because then you don't yeah. even need to change the signs because you can just leave Nomura on there. <laughs> <laughs> uh but he's tag champion, so don't think big Japan is willing to like let him go for like a tournament where he probably needs to take a bunch of losses. Nope. Which is actually well, when like Kitamiya did the title defense, I actually realized. You know, if if you plugged him exactly into the booking that Nomura was going to get, yeah, he'd probably come out with a winning record and get yeah. a big win or two. Yeah. So because and he was like a regular there recently. Ah, but so. the thing is, I w- would Noah let Soya lose to him? Yeah. So I don't feel like that gets complicated there, like politically. Yeah. Because that's actually the um, other thing where I realized that like it wasn't going to be Masaki Tamiya is when he defended his title. And I was like, well, Noah right. isn't going to let the tag champ be in a singles tournament. 
No. And Sawyer being in that block actually also like automatically excludes any Noah guy as a replacement. Like for example, I was thinking like maybe like an Enamura, which would be awesome. But I like I don't think Noah wants to give away a Sawyer. Like not that that's a protected match, but I still don't think Noah would want like an Enamura with a Sawyer singles match on an All Japan show. I don't know. <laughs> they don't protect Inamura. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I don't think you can rule Inamura out, but I don't think he's likely. And it can again, it could just be Takao Mori. Yeah. What about Hikaru Sato? He, the junior. Oh, the, I forgot. Because yeah. yeah, I was thinking about Ryo Inoue as well, but no, he's in the junior yeah. tag league. Yeah. Um, so like all of those guys are out. Is there someone we're missing? Um, Masao in a way. Trying to think. Oh God! Then p- just put in Omori for the love of God. Yeah, Omori, Omori. Omori is kind of the boring. Like the thing is, though, is does Omori really want to do it? Like it don't. No, I doubt it. Yeah, but it might be another situation, like when Akiyama took himself out of the carnival and then also had to like comment on short notice because of an injury. Yeah, but. Omori is even more limited than Akiyama. Yeah. These, yeah. I mean, I still think he's good. Like, Omori could have a great, like, eight-minute match. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but it's definitely different. if you start putting him in longer matches, it'll be it'll be a lot depending on the opponent. Yeah. So I, I think maybe, like, if you can find, like, a freelancer that you can just plug in. What about another great guy? A great guy would be good, yeah. But again, I mean, um, you can just have him lose to Sawyer. Like, I don't think... Yeah. It has an issue with like, that. Great doesn't seem to protect their guy. Yeah. Yeah. Although I don't know what if there's bad blood between those companies or not. I don't think there is. I don't think there's a reason for them to have bad blood. Well, oh, because Nosawa of the was involved. But yeah. yeah. Nosawa was involved originally too. Well, but Lidet probably got a bunch of money. Like the whole reason Great exists is because they sold Noah to yeah to cyberfight and probably made enough money to start another promotion off of that yeah so i don't think there's so, bad blood there yeah i think maybe giving it to rene abe would not be a bad idea what's a yato yoshida doing these days who <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly <laughs> yeah no no you see he's he 2aw champion again uh let's take a look yes yes ah so no okay yeah what about Kengo Mishimo? Kengo Mishimo, yeah, that would be an option. I mean, that's kind and of a boring option, him. yeah. But he I lost, he lost, like he Kengo. lost the real Japan Legend Championship, so he's not a champion at oh. the moment. Yeah. So you know, I don't know. We'll see. What about Ryoji Sai? <laughs> oh God, no. What about Daimonji So? Yeah. What about Takanori Ito? In... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. Well, but yeah, I mean, we're hyping ourselves up here, but it's, I don't know. It's, I feel like it's going to be Omori because they can't book any, like anyone else on this short notice. Well, I don't know. Someone from Kuma, one of the Kumadoi guys, I think, probably could do it. Yeah, true. It's not like they're doing anything else. I think them and Ren Ayabe would be the top yeah. three likeliest. Ren Ayabe is like, if I want to like convince Ren Ayabe to come in full time to jump, I think putting him I mean, it would be a good look. Yeah. Putting him in the carnival is just good experience for him. Yeah. And he can lose everything or, you know. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can have him just get one win or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, Beat one of the Saitos or whoever. Yeah. 
whatever Saito's in his block and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, we'll go to more detail and we'll have our predictions for who's going to win in the next episode. Yep. But Paul, we have something that you brought up <laughs> and I think is a very interesting talking point in light of uh, the events we talked about uh, today on the show. What if Cyberfight had bought All Japan instead of Noah? And I thought about this yesterday and today, Paul, but you go first since you brought the question up. Yeah. So because to me, this is like a really interesting like thought experiment just based on like, if we just look at like the shows these two just had and just the difference in like energy between the two promotions and like the difference in like means between the two promotions because Noah has like basically like not actually, but like for all intents and purposes, like unlimited money. So they could like in theory do whatever they want and instead they like struggle to like draw in the Yokohama like in the Yudohama Bu- Yokohama Budokan whereas all Japan just does like a pretty decent number in order award with like basically a fraction of the budget that Noah has so because to me like the way like those two promotions were structured I think like actually all because like assuming that like almost everything else stays the same. So, like, All Japan gets by, by, bought by Cyberfight and then they bring in all of the, like, Muto and all of those guys in as well. I feel like Suwama and Kento don't allow Muto to pull the same shit that the Noah guys allowed Muto to pull in Noah. Because they're both familiar with it already, for one. I think that kind of right. helps it. Because... Both Suwama and Kento are, like, familiar with Muto's bullshit. And obviously Kento is, like, a much more, like... Like, he pushes back. Like, he isn't just going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to lose to you, and then I'm going to lose to you again, and then we're going to draw, and then maybe then at some point I'll beat you. Like, Kento also has, like, enough pull as well to just basically be like, yeah, okay, you can beat me once, but then I'll beat you, like, immediately, like, the next time. Yeah. Um, I think, though, if... Yeah, the old guys come in. Mudo comes in. Akiyama's brought back up the card. Yeah. Because Akiyama still would have been in the company at the time, right? Uh, and he's also yeah. another factor. Yes. Because he comes in because Cyberfight can afford him. Oh, yeah. True, yeah. And then he never goes to DDP. So, <laughs> so Akiyama also can push back against the Mudo bullshit. Yeah. Like that, like that promotion is just much better like insulated against that. Yes. Now, the question is, though, do you get Hideki and Fujita? I don't think. And the shooters. I think Hideki comes in. I don't think All Japan wants anything to do with Fujita. Yes. Because that infamous uh, Fujita and Suwama thing. Yeah. On the Tenru retirement show. Yeah. Because Fujita was going to come into All Japan at that time, but they, they kiboshed that. Yeah. So, and I think, like, I don't think I've heard, ever heard anything that those two, like, in any way, shape, or form, like each other. But does Hideki come in? Because who brings Hideki in? Is it Sugera? I mean... Is it Fujita? I don't know who brought in Hideki. I mean, he is in Sugera gun, but... Yeah, who knows? I mean, I mean, it, like, but let's just presume it was Muto that was involved in that for some reason. And then he comes in as well. Like, that's what I think, like, Hideki, like, I don't mind Hideki, like, from what he's done in his no run because he has actually been willing to like oh no i have i have enjoyed it yes absolutely he's been great so like i don't i just don't know if hideki comes into all japan yeah without like the shooters having influence yeah true or more influence yeah true he might still end up in noah yeah and you don't need you don't need hideki but here's the thing though is that when cyberfight buys it okay so you've got 
Kento as the ace, and that mm-hmm. solves your problem. You've got Suwama and Jun Akiyama. Say what you want about Suwama, but he can he can be a main eventer. You bring Jun Akiyama back up the card. You have Mudo. I assume Mudo's coming yeah. in. You that that All Japan roster that you inherit in what late ni- 2019, early 2020, or whatever, mm-hmm. is a lot thinner than it is today, and a lot thinner than Noah was at that time. So a bunch of people are being brought in. So who does come in? I mean, who is like a notable... I mean, the other thing as well is like what actually happens to Noah if they don't oh. get bought by Cyberfight. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Well, yeah. Wrestle 1 goes under. You oh, could, yeah. They could have brought in like the entire Wrestle 1 roster. Yeah, like all of them. Like not just... Like, yeah. You could probably like give Jiro like the amount of money that makes him rethink of going to like WWE. Oh, I don't care about Jiro, but you get a Shino... <laughs> You you get Ashino, you yeah. get Ko- Kumadoi, yeah. you get Kodama, um, but you get Inaba, you get Ido, you get Watanabe. Mm-hmm. I think you get Manabu Soya. You get Manabu Soya, uh, Alejandro, mm-hmm. and you probably get Alejandro's brother. Yeah, uh, Kai Fujimura. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I basically I think what happens is you get on oh, Mudo, of course. Right, so it's basically Wrestle One just comes into all Japan, and maybe there's a few other signees, mm-hmm. possibly older guys. Yeah, but the the biggest factor really is Kento because Noah lacked that All Star Ace that could draw. Kinda was go. Yeah, but that that was still yeah. like different as well. Yeah, but you still have the pandemic. But I mean, that didn't really do anything to Cyberfight's plans. I would say. Yeah. Uh, you also but, get, uh, um, ah, fuck, who was under the Pegaso Illumina mask? Um, it's now in Oh, it was Watanabe. Oh, yeah, Watanabe. Yeah, so you get Watanabe as well. Uh, and June Tancho and whatever. Yeah. Uh, oh, but here's the thing, Paul. Mm-hmm. What happens to Tajiri in this scenario? I don't think he come. Like, he's not, is he, he's in, right? Yeah, he is in, but he's not in, like, a position of power yet. Is he not? Oh, yes, because Akiyama then resigns. Yeah. Okay, so, but uh, for all we know, Tajiri leaves. Who knows? Because remember, he might have bad blood with Mudo from Wrestle 1. Yeah, because to me, it was notable that he wasn't in the Muta retirement match when, like, there yeah. was actually, like, a lot of, like, storylines with, like, Tajiri and Muta. Yeah. So, Tajiri might leave, which means no super crazy. <laughs> which is also positive. <laughs> And Nosawa was already in Noah, right? Before Cyberfight bought it. Yeah. Because he was so, because he was an actual executive of Lidad. Yeah. That was one of the reasons why. And that's they why he was running. In, yeah. And he was originally on like the executive board of Grade. Yeah. Um, now, Paul, does does this uh, Cyberfight owned All Japan start um, um, like uh, sort of grabbing guys from Noah? I, because, yeah, that's the thing. Because if Cyberfight doesn't buy Noah, like, then Noah's financials look pretty bleak. There isn't an actual decent chance that Noah goes under. I think so. So, and uh, in that Remember, case, all, Japan, yeah. all Japan survived because of that movie investment. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, uh, Wrestle 1 was the big casualty. But if Big Japan survived, I don't think you can completely No, you can completely rule out... In- might also be that Noah would have to like trim some fat as well. Yeah, but they'd be like firing the Rattel guys or like 
just keeping like Katoge and Harada or something. Yeah, but like those work cheap. Like that's the whole reason they yeah. brought them in in the first place. Like I could but actually see that really... like someone like Kano could leave. Uh, Kenok would leave, but I don't see them dropping like Sugera or Marafuji or like the legacy talent. No, but I could see like someone like Nakajima or Kenok uh, leaving. Well, does Nakajima well, go no, back Nakajima and Nakajima and Kento? Had, had Nakajima and Kento reconciled at that point? Yeah, who knows? Like that, that's the other thing. Like, maybe at that point. Masakitamiya is actually another one that I could see like going to all Japan. Maybe even, maybe even goalies if they cut everyone's pay. Yeah. And Go comes back to all Japan. But does he then have that same thing where he like puts everything together and finally like fulfills his potential? Uh, I don't know because I feel like Cyberfight would be running with Kento and Muto. Yeah. Because they would do like a big show. They would do like a big like sumo hall show or something with those two on top. Well, Paul, this also brings me to the next question is at Cyberfight Festival, do we get Suwama versus... Um, uh, um, Danchuko Dino. <laughs> uh, I mean, sure, why not? But okay, yeah. But how about this one? And like, just based on Suwama's willingness of selling for like the uh, the women, uh, how about Suwama versus Saki Akai? Yeah, that could actually be. That good. actually would be a really good match. <laughs> now, Paul Suwama has generally sold for like. You know, well, he sold for Unagi Sayaka. Yeah. But he also sold for, like, you and Chihiro Hashimoto, who are, like, you know, rough and tumble wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Paul, would, he, would Suwama be selling for Yuka Sakazaki? <laughs> uh, okay, wait. How tiny is she, actually? Because she's even tinier than, like, Chihiro. 150 centimeters, maybe? I don't know. She is 158. Oh, oh, it's taller than I thought. Yeah, and 58 kilos. <laughs> which is like, I think, with which is a third of Suwama, I think. I think less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's funny just to think about it. But, because, but I mean, Suwama clearly has probably been interested in women's wrestling for some time. Yeah. So what, does he start doing mixed tags with the Tokyo Joshi girls? I mean, hey, I, I, I would be all in favor of that. <laughs> I mean, it would be different if it was like Suwam and Miyu Yamashita or something. Oh, God. <laughs> that, oh, actually. <laughs> I mean, maybe they're going to do that one anyway, but <laughs> that would be really cool. Yeah. But I mean, I think, but I think there's like, certain beats. Yeah, I think the whole... Mudo's yeah. coming. Go ahead. Yeah, Mudo comes in, but obviously Suwama, Kento, and Akiyama have, would probably sort of buffer the bullshit. Yeah. That's what I feel like as well. Like, if I, don't, I don't think this whole thing goes down the same way. Like, there's just like, no. because I think like Suwa, like, I think Suwama, Akiyama, and Kento also would well, like stick together against Muto. And I don't, I feel like Muto was really good at basically just divide and conquering the entire Noah locker room. Well, Noah was also in much more dire shape in 2019 yeah. than All Japan was. Yeah. Right? So. I think, yeah, that's, I think that's what happens, right? And I think that's the scenario. Yeah. And but Noah could go under, which is interesting yeah. to think about. Russell 1 definitely goes under, and they, that becomes like the main sort of place to grab more talent to fill out the mid-card. Yeah, I, could, I feel like that's also like maybe like some other like Russell 1. Like maybe they actually switch like the people that come into which promotion at that point. Where like oh, Sino goes to Noah, which probably is better for him. 
<laughs> like I feel like he would like even regardless like I feel like if he had come into Noah I think, feel like he might have been a champion already yeah that's very possible especially in a in a like a solidet run Noah yeah Yeah. And I feel like he would have put over Kaito. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they still had Kaito. Uh, Noah yeah. would still have Kaito at this point. Exactly. So. Like, that's the thing. Like, and, uh, that's like an interesting scenario where, like, you actually would have to, like, organically, like, build Kaito as a draw instead of doing whatever it is they tried to do here, which didn't work. No, it did not. But uh, that was actually fun. I've actually never thought of that scenario, but it's really interesting. And yeah, I think the dynamics backstage would be a lot different. Yeah. And probably in some, I don't want to make a sweeping statement, but I think it could have been pulled off more successfully because people would have pushed back against the bullshit. Yeah. I actually wonder like how many people they would have put in like Ota Ward for this show. Like if like the like stuff kind of like stays broadly the same and this is still like an Ota Ward show from all Japan. Okay. But here's another thing that I just thought about. Mm -hmm. Akiyama has been noticeably, it's been noticeable his absence from Noah since joining DDT. Yeah. Does, did Aki, like, does Akiyama bolt from all Japan if Mudo comes in? Or does he cannot turn down that paycheck from Cyberfight? I mean, he could still go to DDT. They could still he do could the still same transfer thing they did anyway, where he just ends up in DDT anyway. Like, he still gets the yeah. Cyberfight paycheck, but he just does the same switch that happened anyway. That's true, too. Because I true. feel like, like the reason he left all Japan, like, A, yes, it's the paycheck, but also B, like, after the Aoki death, I think he just needed a change of scenery. Yes, I agree. So I think that's still, like, assuming that still happens, unfortunately. Which, yeah, no, mm -hmm. well, you know, if it's 2019, yes, no, that's afterwards. So, yeah. So, I feel like he's still probably, even if that sale happens, he, like, even, I think it make, might make, make it even easier because they did the whole weird thing where he like went on loan to DDT to do like the soft jump, basically, where they can yeah. just basically just straight up be like, oh yeah, he's just switching within like Cyberfight and he just goes to DDT. So I feel like that actually might not change. Yeah, depending uh, if if Akiyama just detests Mudo, I just yeah. feel like he hasn't been around Noah, so it's in, entirely possible. Yeah, and he also was not in a retirement show. Right, and even though you know Mudo treated Akiyama well hmm? when Akiyama came into All Japan, yeah, uh, and then he got that he got that long triple crown reign, still as a Noah wrestler, and Mudo put him over, and everything like that. So. I mean, might I don't know, but yeah, maybe they just read really cra clashed as like people. Yeah, and well, and he probably knows Muto's full of bullshit too. Yes, <laughs> regardless, right? So, yeah, I think Akiyama's uh, is an X factor, but I mean, a united front of Akiyama, Suwama, and Kento probably could be more effective than whatever happened yeah. in Noah to keep Muto in line. Because, like, presumably, maybe Muto would have tried to do the same thing he did with Ken with Kaito with Yuma. But I feel like there's like people in all Japan that would have been like no because Yuma would, would. But here's the thing: Yuma was not in that position where they had just had like Yuma would not be the triple crown champion. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. right. And so it's it's less disastrous even if it happens. Exactly. Like yeah, that's what I mean. Like like that's what also the point I was trying to bring across earlier as well was like the whole thing where the whole disc discourse about Kaito was the way it was was because he was already like a year long champion. 
Whereas if just Muto mm -hmm. comes in and he beats Yuma Aoyagi, who hasn't done anything at that point, like that doesn't really matter or like will have any kind of long-term effect on Yuma Aoyagi. And it also yeah, because exactly. it's become a thing where like Yuma desperately needs to get his win back to like not look like a geek. Like it's just like, well, he just got yeah. beat by this legend. Who cares? Mm -hmm. And uh, what do you think happens to Jake Lee in all of this? <laughs> oh, I feel like he gets pushed down the card sooner. Well, because Tajiri was his guy, yeah. right? And it's also if there's like other people that you could push to the main event that you bring in through this. Well, Mudo. Mudo. Or, but and, maybe also uh, like other guys you might, like if you pick up and, like a Keno or And let's someone. say Akiyama, Akiyama comes back up the card. Yeah. And you pick up like a Keno who had to like leave Noah because they were like cutting salary. Or any of the Wrestle One guys who are better workers yeah. than him. Like, you know. So like. Not that there were many. Yeah. But, but like still it feels like and it's also like because I think some of the Wrestle One guys might have been treated better just simply because they're kind of like Mudo's guys to some degree. At yeah, least. they're Mudo adjacent. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not that that really helped Daiki and Aba, but. <laughs> no. But still, like, there's at least, like, I feel like Jake, like, the, like, there isn't the same degree of, like, need for All Japan to actually make Jake work. No. To just desperately try and force it to try and make it happen and just constantly do yeah. like his stables and all of that. And he just basically just becomes what he's probably long term going to become in Noah and what he was on the trajectory to become in All Japan, which is an upper mm -hmm. mid card gatekeeper, which I think is the yeah. ideal role for him. <clears throat> uh, when does Kai join Dragon Gate or start working Dragon Gate? Uh, that is earlier. I think that's because. Does that even... Because Kai is in yeah. All Japan. Kai's in All Japan early in the pandemic. Yes. Remember the... Because he... the, the clown face tag, tag team He starts Tajiri? working there in 29... No, 2018 already. Yeah, 2018 he starts working there. Yes. In Seven matches in Dragon Gate at the end of 2018. Okay. And then I think... Uh, but yeah, he... under, yeah. under a Cyberfight All Japan, and given that he mm. was in All Japan you know, on and off in 2019 and in 2020, yeah. he might just end up joining All Japan oh, too. Oh, yeah. That might also be a thing where he just... Because that's probably a bigger paycheck than... Dragon Gate, um, yeah. Yeah. So that's another guy where, like, it would be interesting to see if he actually was, like, able to rebuild his career in the same way, uh, the way he did in Dragon Gate. Yep, for sure. Well, I mean, Mudo might give him help with that. Mm, I don't know. So who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Mudo is the guy that booked him to become a fucking Onida cosplayer. Doing jumping uh, jacks. Wasn't it Dean Ambrose? Oh, yeah. Well, whatever. It was jumping jacks, Kai, which was the absolute nadir of his career. Yeah. Absolutely. Took him years to recover yeah. from that. Yeah. Actually, I really that was a fun little hypothetical because it's like, well, what are the dynamics of all of this, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I still maintain to this day, I hope... All Japan gets purchased by a, some sort of corporate, large corporation. Come on, LAC. You you know you actually want a promotion. I know you want just want to. Yeah, why, why don't you actually Come want on, a real promotion? Yeah, exactly. To like hawk your towels in. You can have LAC branded towels yeah. on every show. And look, if you don't want to like put up all of the money, you just go and talk to uh, the Carbell guy. And then you do like, I don't know, you do like a fucking 66, 33 split. You buy 66% cable, puts up 33% of the money, and then you just go from there. <laughs> oh, it can't be that much to buy the cable. Exactly. Like, so. 
but you'd you'd be willing to have to invest yeah over like five years or something yeah. or you know several years. but like the roster is there to just like like especially right well, now yeah. right look, now if the roster you, is there. Look, right now yes but if you had money you at least want to walk you at least want to lock up like kumadoy yeah and um you'd want to add a few guys like i mean this is you know i don't know who and have the money to be like oh i want yankee to kenju on every korokin show or something mm -hmm. like that to add depth to the card you know stuff like that maybe steal some people from big japan and also be able to yeah. like pay all of your young stars to such a degree that you're not going to be have to be afraid that one of them leaves well i mean i paul if cyberfight It's coming after Kento. It would not shock me. Oh yeah, <laughs> they should. Like I, I, this, this I, I am really honestly would be the best play for them here. Yeah, and Nakajima would just have to shut up. Yeah, and I really hope, I really hope that Yuma is ready when that happens. Well, yeah, I mean, Cyberfight might as well just buy the whole company. They're gonna have. Free, I don't know if that free brands. Well, or do are they just merging but, Noah and All Japan in that case? They're just merging no one all Japan in that case, I think. Which name do you keep? I mean, it's highly ironic if that well, were to happen. Yeah, well, the circle is complete. Yeah, it really is. The, the um, arc is coming back well, home. That's an interesting question. What, what has more name value? I, it's all Japan. It, yes. I, and the thing is, like, not just several years ago, all Japan was still larger than Noah. Yeah. And the, but this isn't, like, the bad years of Noah. But, but I mean, yeah, you, literally, have you literally could do this as like the arc is coming home. Like, but the younger you are, like Noah might have as much cachet or more than all Japan. Yeah. If you're trying to get those 50 year olds, then yeah, all Japan. Right. Mm -hmm. But aren't you trying to cultivate a younger fan base? Yeah. I mean, or do you just you know. do like the fucking WWE thing? You just like have a brand split. But it's kind oh, of God. the same company. I don't know. I would assume you'd make a quadruple crown. <laughs> I mean, you definitely do some refurbishment of the belts because that's needed. Yeah. All right. I, I think that was a good trip into the what ifs and everything like that. Uh, so we'll be back with the Champion Carnival preview sooner rather than later. And so for Paul Vosch, I'm Gerardo Trollio, and we'll talk to you soon. Hello, everyone. My name is Taylor. And I'm Kelly. And we are the co-hosts of Jumping Bomb Audio, the number one show all about the world of Joshi Pro Wrestling. Episodes drop every other Monday where we discuss the biggest Joshi news, review shows, and preview the hottest upcoming Joshi action. So whether you're a new fan or an old fan, we've got something here for you at Jumping Bomb Audio. Check us out on the Voices of Wrestling podcast network.